When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. special edition of the Michael Deacon program. First time listeners out there, thanks for finding this. We do hope you stick around. Do keep in mind, no matter what it is you do choose to believe, we certainly admire you for your curiosity. Joining us tonight is Mr. Dugan Ashley. You may have seen him at one time or another on a YouTube, shooting various guns, various expensive guns, he ran the popular channel Carnicon. Very badass. Red pilled indeed. We will find out what has been going on with our boy in a moment. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing us into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. Hello to all of you out there. Hope you are doing well. Hello to those in the chat room right now. We've got a bit of a rattlesnake, as I like to say, boys and girls. Tonight's episode will be a good one. I promise. We are about to burn this mother down. I'm joking, of course, but it is quite surreal to see what's taking place right now, right before our own very eyes. Quite interesting. Now, without further ado, let's get down to business and bring in uh, Mr. Dugan Ashley, who I believe is patiently waiting, along with my co-host, Mr. Mike Hideous. What's going on, boys? Hi, ho. How you doing, man? Oh, did we lose I'm, you already? No, I'm here. Okay, good. I didn't know who was to Mike. Mike, are you still there with us? I am here, guys. Hello, Michael. Hello, Mr. Ashley. Beautiful. Yes, I, I want to thank both of you for hanging out with uh, me this evening, along with the uh, great listeners out there. Plenty to discuss, plenty uh, in the Michael. chamber to discuss. Go ahead. 
Michael, please check. Uh, do you have him muted? No. I just muted myself. He muted oh, himself. Okay. Yeah. I saw a mute sign. I didn't know if he knew it was on or not. Okay. No problem. Thank you. Sorry. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, yes. Now, of course, there's so much to discuss with our guest. And who would have thought? Who would have thought 2020 would be this way, boys? I'll tell you one thing. There's some serious, serious issues going on in just five months of this year. Seriously, it's insane. I, I knew that it was. I knew that it was going to happen in about uh, 2016. Uh, I didn't know the time frame, but I, you know, I you kind knew, of knew the yeah. game plan about 2016. You knew some shit was going to pop off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What did What did you know? What did you know? Like what? The first indicator? Right. Well, I mean, what did you think was going to happen? What, what did you What did you kind of foresee? Well, the biggest thing would have been like uh, I'm trying to think of what it was 2016. I'll have to come back to that. 2017 would have been like the uh, RIT, the RIT uh, PDF release, R- RIT, uh, whatever it's called, capital management or whatever, yeah, advising investors to, to start to hedge against the U.S. dollar. Um, and as soon as I saw that, it's very, it's very reminiscent of the um, pre-29 uh, warning that came out before the stock market crash. Right. Now, again, uh, should I call you Mr. Ashley? I don't know what you want me to call you. No, you should call me. You should just call me Doug. All right, um, Doug. Gotcha. I, I work for a living. Cool. I got you, buddy. So you had a very, very popular YouTube channel many, many moons ago, for those that don't know, called Carnicon. And, you know, I recall years ago that I did, in fact, catch one of your videos. And uh, a listener actually brought it to my attention. He said, you should you should bring this guy on. And I thought, who the fuck is this? So, <laughs> you know, I go to I, I go and check you out and, and, I, and I think, wow, I, you know what? I actually seen this guy before and I recall he had great videos. What what happened? Why did your channel go down? And that's what I'm wondering right now. What happened, Doug? Well, OK, it's kind of a long story. So we're here. Like, OK, yeah, that's true. Good point. Touche. So that in 2012, <laughs> uh, that's when it started. I actually started on uh, Halloween in 2012 is when the channel started. And then uh, that was kind of like in a weird transitional period for YouTube where they were in a uh, like one of like a mid transition to the current ownership and operating uh, capacity that they're at now where they're, you know, right. like integrated with Google and shit. And uh, when that, you know, the first couple of years, I, I, you know, I just wasn't really cognizant of what the, the reality of what was going on. But I would get like, uh, you know, like back then they didn't have nowadays. You can get your your stuff can get like pulled immediately. You can get um, like I'm talking videos, channels, whatever. Um, you can be, you know, depending on the social media type. Like for if, if we're talking uh, other stuff, you can get like your your account ghosted where you're just posting. You have no idea. Uh, you're who's seeing it and your, your, um, discovery gets stunted, you know, like clever techniques to, um, kind of silence you. And, uh, they, they didn't really have all that high speed stuff back then. It was just like these really long email changes with, uh, people in California that were like at YouTube and it would be things, it's mostly be harassment. Like I've always, uh, most of the time, you know, I either use like, uh, you know, music that's in, uh, in commons sure. because it's so something or I, or I write my own music. So, you know, the, you know, they would, they would like force me to, um, like they wanted to see like project bones and stuff for like the, the, like the build files for the DAW that I was using for the software for writing music and stuff. But this is in like 2012, the channel was really small. Like I want to say at that time when, I was going through this. It was probably at like 10,000 subscribers or something, which is like very small. But even back then, this is extremely small 
like YouTube channel to be getting harassed, right? Sure. Like usually it's something that, uh, like a way bigger magnitude. And, uh, so it was just really odd, but I didn't really think too much into it. And then when I started to see, um, like in 2015, 2014, 2015, that's when you started to see, um, consolidated in uh, parallel censorship across the social media platforms. And as soon as I recognized like the techniques of censorship and realized that they were the same, then it was like, you know, immediately I knew two things. Number one, that these are the same people because they're, or they're communicating, you know what I mean? And so they're sharing their um, protocol for how they're going to use censorship. And that's why they're all the same. And they, and they rolled that out within like months of each other, you know, so it's, it was practically at the same time. And when I saw that, it, you know, like I, I always had like a, a sense of where this whole thing was going, but um, like not having like practical uh, consequence in, in the, you know, prior to this, it, it didn't really make that much sense to worry about it. And then uh, like as soon as I started seeing that, I realized that, you know, like my fans are all uh, from, from the old YouTube channel. They're, they're you know, just genuine genuine Amer- dudes and dudettes american american <laughs> american yeah i hear you you know they are going to the channel to uh like alleviate the tension of the world you know what i mean like that's that's like what it d- did it was like a surreal um you know very niche and surreal uh just like you know homegrown media production yeah that and, channel uh, was popular as hell by the way uh, mike he had a very very popular channel uh, you were telling me, yeah, yeah, it was badass. I'm telling you, yeah, and it's and it's kind of a weird thing because it's it's mostly centered, so it's it's heavily centered around firearms and like uh, military humor, and that just comes from my background from from being prior service in uh, army. Yeah, but the thank you for your service, by yeah, the no way. doubt, no doubt. But the but the uh, the the channel was uh, like like I had this I had this constant conflict where it was like. You know, YouTube and vendors that are like associ- like broadly associated with whatever, you know, like they always want you to push products, which I- I've never done. Mm. Uh, I never did that once. And uh, mostly I kind of did- I did it once for um, like a video that I actually didn't release, but I, I really liked the product. And that was the only reason why. But the uh, um, I was never into that uh, getting pushed into that monetization model because it just didn't feel uh Right. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like what the project was about. And, uh, and so it was always a struggle to like, you know, figure out how I'm going to keep it going and, um, pay for it. But beyond that, once the censorship started, then that was kind of like my threshold because the audience is watching in good faith of, um, entertainment. And so when you, when you get on there and continue to make entertainment, but don't address the serious social issues, then it's akin to saying that everything's fine, you know, and telling people to just go to sleep. And so, uh, that was like my ultimate conflict and the material, the material wasn't really uh, suitable to transition into that. And so like, at least at that time, at least that in my judgment. And so that, that is ultimately the, the reason that um, I got out of it. And then, uh, and then I just watched and studied and read books since then, like trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. And uh, that, uh, re- like that realization and the, uh, you know, the development since about 2016 ended up like pushing me on a wave back until like coming back and not really caring about the consequences, just trying to promote truth. For sure. For sure. And did YouTube give you a notice or did they just uh, yank your channel right away? What happened? Oh, no, no. I, pu- I pulled the channel. Or you pulled the I channel. Pulled, yeah, I pulled the channel. And uh, 
And uh, I didn't give any explanation. I just pulled it, quit. Uh, I pretty much, I mean, I, I kill all the social media. I left Twitter on because I forgot my password to mm. sign in to read the Twitter. But <laughs> you, pulled found, <laughs> you, you pulled it Larry Silverstein style. I get, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, then when I came back, like I was, I was looking around and I was like, man, I'm gonna have to, like, I want to start warning people. And I didn't really know how I was going to do it. And so, uh, like, I was like, well, shit, I burned all these, uh, social media channels that had like huge followings. So I was like, well, I can make a new one. And I was like, oh, Twitter. I still got that. And then I like, it took me like a week to figure out how to figure out my password. And I finally figured it out and then got back in there and then I saved it to the phone so I wouldn't forget it. Very nice. And of course, we are listening to uh, Tom Cruise, boys and girls, right now. <laughs> yeah, this is Tom Cruise. Yeah, this is Tom. Absolutely. Now, you really do look like Tom right now. Now that I'm looking at your photograph here in the uh, chat room, you look like Tom Cruise in the movie American Made. I hear Crash a lot more. Yeah, well, you kind of do have that. That's a pretty good gimmick as well. Or Nick Cage. I heard Nick Cage a lot when I was first starting, which I didn't. I didn't really see the similarity, but I think it's like certain mannerisms are similar. <laughs> Amazing. Maybe, maybe Nick Cage might be my cousin, my lost cousin. Nick, if you're listening to this, hit me up, brother. Hit him up. Call. Him up. Yeah, give him a call. <laughs> we'll go out to dinner. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of ridiculous though the censorship that's going on right now with YouTube. They've taken a pretty radical uh, stance on certain topics. The the fact that guns are not something that can be really um, permitted. Uh, by YouTube standards, uh, but breast exams and implants and breastfeeding and child grooming videos and strippers and, and, and drag queens and snuff films and snuff films all all is fine. But you know, channels about guns they usually um, sort of go away. Yeah, oh, that's that's what we call socialization. It's insane. And you guys do realize why this is happening. I mean, we've got so many snowflakes that are are involved in as part of the new millennials who are working for places such as uh, I want to say like YouTube and 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 um, a lot of the social media uh, programs. So you got all these people who take great offense to the slightest thing, you know. And therefore, if it doesn't fit their narrative, they want to take you off because if it doesn't offend them, it's going to offend somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's now, Mike, that's a like what you're describing is the perspective from individuals that support the uh, control paradigm. But like if we want to talk about what's really going on, on like the bigger scale, we, we have to like expand out of that because it's it's really what's going on is that you're getting you're getting an integration of media with uh, like a super state structure that's both the United States and like global. That's what's really going on. Yeah. I'm afraid, I, I, you know, I just hope the internet doesn't end up being like a China, all locked down and restricted. Yeah. I mean, it might, it, it, I mean, it's judging on the pace that it's going so far, it looks like that's where it's coming eventually. Indeed. And now that I brought up China, what do you make of the whole um, pandemic, Doug? Uh, as it relates to China? Well, everything in general. So just, um, just a thought. Yeah. So the first, the first, you know, the first thing that's critical to understand is that for, for COVID to jump, you know, COVID's, COVID's a, a long known thing that, if, you know, is a canine associated uh, virus, right? Right. And, uh, the jump from canine to, to, you know, human is something that is, you know, necessarily engineered. So that's the first thing to understand that the media doesn't want to talk about or acknowledge because it's, uh, it has significant implications, uh, that require, um, answers. You know what I mean? Like you can't really, you can't really bring it up or think about it or acknowledge it without being like, 
well, why the fuck is anybody jumping COVID from canines to humans in the first place? And uh, that's really like at the at the crux of the whole thing and what they really don't want to talk about. And, uh, you know, the whole entire uh, escapade of COVID getting in the United States certainly appears to be like 100% on purpose. There's, um, I mean... It seems that way. The, yeah. And the entire... Um, I mean, I don't even know where to start, but like if we, I guess we'll start with the beginning. Yeah. So, you know, the, you had CDC employees that got, that were getting pulled out of Wuhan, um, like up to two, up to two months, as close as two months prior to the release of the virus. So they were getting like international CDC employee, uh, like stationed in Wuhan and they were getting pulled under the guise of, uh, budget cuts, uh, like two months. And so they had like a two month, uh, you know, like buffer window to disassociate with the uh, labs. Then you get fucking COVID-19, uh, you know, popping up. And, uh, and then let's see, once, once it reaches the United States and you get like the initial press conferences from the uh, executive cabinet, that's when you get like the stuff that's like, it's my favorite part about the analysis of it because you had, you had like the initial reports of like Google building a worldwide tracking system on it, you know, to track uh, COVID. And then you had CDC posted um, what they call what, what's going on now, which is uh, seroprevalence testing, which is uh, like serology testing. Now, the significance of those two things are that the Google, the Google, uh, you know, worldwide uh, database program that they were going to try to supposedly set up that then they later denied because it was through a Google subsidiary. So they, they tried to make it look like it was like, no, these are just like college students, bro. Like they're just writing this stuff in their dorm or whatever. Like it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. And uh, <laughs> Google made a website that looked like somebody punched it out like while they were hungover or something. I mean, it was like, like various fonts that were huge. It, it wasn't formatted correctly. So you had like stringing text where it like ran, you know, like where one word, you have like one word, then paragraph, then like one word paragraph for like a hundred words. Just like a very uh, disjointed website that was made by Google. And then it's like, you have to, you, I mean, you have to like realistically deduce and, and, and analyze this. And, and we're talking about Google and they have like state of state of the art engineers that work there. And so like, you know, you better believe that they can punch out a ridiculously clean website within, you know, 12 hours. No, absolutely. You know? And so this, this is like, they're purposely they're you know, it's very likely I'll say like, you know, you don't know for sure, but it, it seems very likely that they were like considering how the public was going to view it. And they wanted to make it look like everything was just an emergency. And I was just trying to catch up and figure out what's going on. And so they put out this like really uh, pathetic website for that. And then you get, you know, the CDC, uh, seroprevalence testing program, the description of it goes up almost immediately. And so this is the, the, the seroprevalence, uh, serology tests are testing blood for reaction, you know, the antibodies in blood for reaction to a virus. They, they don't actually detect COVID-19. Um, and they, and they are, uh, they're somewhat inconclusive. Like they really don't give a lot of data. But what they do do, which is a hundred percent do do, do do, they 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 pull blood samples. So you you're you're getting blood samples, and that's through the uh, the CLIA certification of labs, which are like all the labs through the United States um, that have uh, CLIA certification do require at least at least an on paper uh, uh, like you know sample result, right. like the the actual analysis of it, the data, like the actual juicy data, 
that tells you like what the person is. Um, at least that has to be sent, but there may even be, there, there is a possibility, although it's very guarded and we can't figure it out. Like I've tried to get people to look into this, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're, you know, doing, doing their initial antibody tests and then they're maintaining the samples and sending them to um, like a centralized place and probably in California. And yeah, they're probably most, selling them. most likely. Yeah. I was going to, I was just about to say that they're probably even slanging those things out there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oof. And that's, it's a big problem. It's one of the biggest problems in the United States that, that the American public hasn't caught on to is DNA security. And, uh, it's, it's a massive, massive problem. And we've kind of like, we've kind of gone beyond the point of no return where we can't put the genie back in the bottle because it's been going on for so long. And like the latest, the latest measures would be the serology tests that the, the government is now, uh, pushing through, um, you know, individual municipalities and localities, but that's all, all of them are centralized under the CDC, um, under department of health and human services. And, uh, uh, they're just like reflagging them as like a local thing. Like you can go to this hospital, you know, this local hospital and they're doing the test, you know, it's not actually like a CDC employee doing it, but they're, they're turning them into the CDC and the CDC is, uh, consolidating them. And, uh, the, the, this is all the same as, uh, it's the same shit as like within the last, I don't know, four years or so, you, you, you started to see reports of, uh, like particularly, I remember like Philadelphia, you had, uh, like unmarked vans, you know, these are like NGOs I'm talking, I'm not talking like CIA or something like that. I'm just saying there are medical, uh, private organizations that are going into, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, urbanite, uh, low income neighborhoods. And then they're just like setting up a table in a park and then collecting blood samples and just paying people cash, you know? And, uh, and then, uh, and then you've got like 23andMe and like, you know, ancestry.com and all that stuff, all of these things that are, um, you know, soliciting. Yeah, why would you blood- submit your info to those people? Well, that's the whole thing. People, I've always people thought just that. Don't know. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? Why give your blood, your DNA? Why even unlock your phone with your fingerprint as well? Now that we're talking about, um, fingerprints here as well. Uh- I'm a little confused when, when, when they're, what are they asking for blood for people who need it? No, they're pulling DNA. Like they're, they're, they had a, uh, like they're taking blood samples from the general public in a private capacity where the municipality doesn't even know what's going on. Like they're not even giving municipalities foresight. They're just showing up and literally setting up a box and wearing like, you know, they're wearing like a reflective vest, you know, so they look, they look like they're, they're supposed to be there. And then they're just a, it's just a private, you know, general, you know, health and human services related, uh, you know, company that is going into low income neighborhoods and pulling and like buying blood samples from the general population. And, and do they give an explanation as to why they are accepting the blood samples? And also, um, and also is this, how does this affect us? Uh, if they're collecting DNA, how does that affect us? Well, that's kind of, I mean, we don't really know what, what we do, what is suspected, what I suspect, I believe that currently there is uh, a giant database and I believe that, I believe that, uh, there, the purpose of the database, all these things have crossover. So like the 23andMe, that's, that's the, uh, that's a, uh, um, um, the, the, like the, the YouTube CEO, um, that gal, her sister is the 23andMe founder, you know, and then you've got like Bill Gates is doing his own stuff and they're all connected. And, uh, they're tied in through the, like, uh, ACMG, which is like the, uh, American College of Medicine and Genetics or something like that. 
um, ACMG, which is doing, they, they kind of go hand in hand with the APA, American Pediatrics Association, that sets up the newborn blood screening, which is like the standard blood screening for PKU in hospitals. But all that, like that's manufactured, the, the PKU sample test that's been going on since like the 1960s is uh, manufactured by Bayer. And Bayer, like, bogarted and stole it from the creator, which is this guy named uh, Robert Guthrie. And he he did it just based on, like, he had a... He knew somebody that had PKU, which is actually... It's a it's an incredibly... I mean, it's a, it's a, a, a very serious, uh, uh, you know, uh, metabolism issue with newborn babies that can, you know, have extreme consequences. But it's... Uh, it's, you know, the rate of prevalence is like one in 25,000 for certain populations. It's like one, the average is like one in 20,000 to one in 25,000. So it's extremely rare, but every single baby that gets born in a hospital in the United States, uh, since probably like the eighties, like it, it took them a couple of decades to get rolled out nationwide and now globally. Um, and they're pulling like all those blood samples they're taken to hospitals are being tested for PKU, which is like the cover story. And then they're being sold through like ACMG uh, and uh, blood banks that are private uh, through basically like foundations or 501c3s. And they're all the same people. It's like the same approximate group of about like a thousand people through the United States. And each state has a board and they really guard the shit um, and try to make it look official, you know, uh, so people don't ask questions. But you've had some major lawsuits, uh, particularly like Texas. Like Texas had a lawsuit involving like a million samples that got unknowingly sold for, um, you know, a genetic uh, database overseas. And uh, it's such a big deal. Like the only country that I know of that has really like keyed up on this is Russia. So Russia put out a, a nationwide order uh, maybe four years ago, three years ago, where they have like a total lockdown down and ban on, um, you know, or outside organizations coming into Russia and like setting up shop because they had a big problem particularly in Ukraine where you were having these like pop-up labs that would get established like right outside of Russia. And then they were like, in, you know, going into Russia and then kind of doing the whole Philadelphia model where they were, you know, trying to solicit blood samples for um, people in the caucus. And so the, the, what it looks like, you know, that, that was like a long way to say that what, what it really appears is happening is that you're, you're getting the, um, the index book, like the, the catalog, the map of human DNA. And it seems like the purpose is for weaponization, like DNA weapons. Interesting. And of course, you mentioned Bill Gates earlier. And that's another interesting character. We've seen him sort of uh, befriend very interesting individuals out there, exchange money with very uh, interesting figures. One being uh, Jeffrey Epstein, to name one. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, Bill Gates. Bill Gates is super interesting. His uh, his mom was actually working at IBM, uh, you know, before him, and she was actually so like IBM, um, you know, they they were involved in like lots of stuff with the Holocaust and shit like that, and like the census. Um, so like the 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 census that they did in 1939 for Poland and Germany that would have been through like supplied through the they use the same machines as like the Cincinnati census like punch card machines and shit. Right. And uh, that's all, that's all like IBM. Very unusual. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm just curious. Are, are you going to take his vaccine by the way, Doug, once it gets rolled out? Oh yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to 7-Eleven <laughs> and get a big gulp. I'm going to dump that shit out and I'm going to get, I'm going to go get the vax and fill it up to the brim. Ice. And that's the spirit. Straw. 
Yeah, Cur- I, w- Curly I wouldn't suggest anyone taking anything from um, Bill Gates. That's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. There's, really it's, uh, it, it's pretty weird. It's weird that he's like uh, the trusted one now. He's like our messiah now for uh, all these, um, all this information rather that he's um, putting out there. Not my messiah. No, of course not. <laughs> he's worshipped as think- one now by the media. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it's obviously like, uh, you know, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of being, he's, he's, he's being supported into that position to, to kind of project that to the public as being the, um, you know, the smart, the smart, rich tech guy. Yeah. I definitely smart, would not. Rich tech guy, not yeah. smart, rich vaccine, vaccine inventor. I mean, what the hell does he know about vaccines? I, I don't even believe in him, honestly. Oh, who I don't. I certainly don't. I know Michael doesn't either. Uh, I'm not very I, I, anti-vax, but then again, I'm not very supportive of vaccines either. I'm yeah, just I mean, not supportive of a vaccine coming from a guy who who works on on you know, computers in Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's just I think there's you know like like all the way down to just the basic morality of like you know like you know human beings' purpose and and the intricate. Uh, you know, creation that we live in, it's uh, like, I, I just don't see, you know, it seems, it seems like it's not really the area of operations of man to be, uh, uh, you know, playing with that kind of stuff. It just doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't seem very, uh, you know, sincere in terms of its, uh, it seems very uh, predating. He seems pretty creepy at the end of the day. You know, anytime he's talking about uh, COVID-19 and vaccines, there's this uh, weird uh, look on his face, like a ghoul almost. He's always got a weird look on his face. He's a weird looking character. He's just he has a weird looking. He has a weird dude and has a weird looking wife too. I wonder what, what kind of stuff do you think? Have you ever seen him get excited in an interview? Like what kind of stuff makes Bill Gates excited? That's a good question. <laughs> it, 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 a naked uh, computer. <laughs> computer. Yeah, if you just like pull off the the like the console cover of a like a PC tower or something like that. He gets off. He sees all the inside. Yeah. yeah, he sees like the wires and 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 the uh the, all the the tubes and, and chips and he's like oh oh oh, oh. it probably <laughs> I mean I wouldn't doubt it I wouldn't doubt it that a uh, wife of his sure looks like a guy <laughs> I haven't seen his wife you haven't seen his wife she sounds like a beautiful woman though. well I that's not the way I would describe her <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> hell I've seen a few um. You know, I've seen a few um, quick pop-ups of even transsexuals that look better looking than his wife, Melinda Gates. Whoa, careful there, careful. I'm being honest. Calm down. That look, calm down, Gary. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, Melinda Gates looks like a guy. I, I got to be honest here. I, are, can you see, can you see the chat room, by the way, Doug? Uh, I don't think so. Let's see. I was going to say, if you pull up the live chat right now, I'll pull up a photo of her and you can see her for yourself. Okay. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to look for a photo of her, Melinda Gates. And I apologize to all the homely looking women out there. (laughs) I'm sorry you look that way. But yes, Melinda Gates, very strange looking appearance on on that face. That looks like a guy to me. I'm not sure why. No offense to the transsexuals out there. You know, I'm not looking down at you. You can live any way you want. I'm just making that observation. Don't get mad at me. Duck, hey, ducks that look like ducks are ducks. Exactly. <laughs> You're right. Well put. Well, exactly. Well put. And now I'm going to put that photograph here and um, be careful, boys. This is not going to be pretty for you. 
glad I can't see the chat room. I know. I'm glad you can't see that, Mike. It might burn your eyes. I, I might fall right off my chair. That's true. I don't see Just updated right now. There's Bill right. Gates and there's Melinda Gates right next to him. Should take a look. I must the chat. Is it, is it where you put the link? There you go. Okay. I don't have it yet. Maybe my phone's slow. Maybe they're jamming my signal here. They're jamming you. <laughs> Oy vey. Here with a spark plug in there. He's over here firing off in the bushes over here. Yeah, you live, you live in a pretty interesting area, Doug. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, you know, you know where I live? I'm on the, uh, I can tell you this because this will give you an azimuth, but good luck, good fucking luck finding me. <laughs> the, I'm actually, I'm actually on the heading of the, the landing heading for the B2 bombers. Oh, so okay, I, okay. I, B2s, I have B2s fly pretty much like, I, I have a view of the underside of a B2 pretty much probably like every other day. You know, and they usually fly in like twos or fours. You sound like me now. I live by a naval facility out here where the Blue Angels train. And that's actually where Donald Trump landed when he came out here uh, to a little city called Calexico, uh, California. Um, yeah, there's a naval facility out here and nonstop you hear helicopters and jets uh, like every 20 minutes, basically. Now, the most interesting place that I've lived would have been. So there's for the Army, they have uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. And I was there, I did my TRADOC time there, uh, you know, for like training soldiers in the United States. And they, um, I got, I rented a house that was out the South Gate. And for anybody that is familiar with Fort Leonard Wood, like the North, the North Gate of Fort Leonard Wood is like, you know, highways and, you know, kind of what you, you would expect for a military base off of, uh, off of a highway, uh, a major highway. But on the South side of the gate, we're talking like, no, we're talking Texas County, Missouri. So there's like nothing there. Like there's trees, you know, and ticks, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so like the the house that I rented, like after I was in there for, I think I got it during the winter, and then uh, during the as soon as the spring came around, it's actually it's actually about it's about ten miles away from the A10 cannon range, like the impact range for all the A10s in this in this region, like other than the west. And so, like, they fly in there every month, and then you just, uh, like, you'll just be, uh, you know, going about your business, and then you're going to hear a, you know, right. and then uh, you're going to listen to it uh, several times, and then your dishes are also going to listen to it a few times. <laughs> and, and yeah, live, uh, Mike lives way out there as well. You look pretty secluded out there, don't you, Mike? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in Pennsylvania. I, I, I live in a gated community uh, in the woods and uh, very you. secluded. Yeah, you're like a hermit out there. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's become that way. And uh, yeah, I don't get any visitors. Nobody comes to visit me. How lovely, mostly. though. You know, no one bothering you. I think that's great. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all right. It's a little boring sometimes when you're trying to figure out what to do. That's right. And by the way, um, Doug and Mike, now I have updated the image in the chat room. And oof, that looks like Robin Williams in a wig. <laughs> that's bad. Like Miss Doubtfire. I don't have an image here. I've got your link and that's it, but I can pretend I can pretend like I have the image. You right? pretend. pretend. Well that works too. Just think of a cokehead in a wig. Go. What? Oh now I feel bad for what I just said. I just I said imagine a cokehead in a wig. <laughs> no disrespect no offense, to No offense to all you cokeheads out there. No, no offense to Robin Williams who's dead. <laughs> dead I, I, thought, I thought you were uh, doing a gig on me there. I know. 
Hey, uh, have have you guys heard that there is going to be uh, curfews in, I believe, Denver and Los Angeles? No, there's a curfew. Yeah, there's a curfew going on right now, and I'm glad you brought that up. Another point of interest that we do need to talk about, and I'm glad you mentioned it. We are seeing all these riots um, right now breaking out all over America, and I, of course, don't agree with uh, what's taking place. These people are hurting small businesses out there, and of course, there is a problem with corporate corruption, sure, but destroying these properties. It's not going to accomplish anything, really. You know, that's probably going to drive taxes for those folks that live in those cities. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, Doug and Mike, go ahead. Uh, your thoughts and opinions on all the riots that are going on. And of course, um, Doug, we will talk about the umbrella man as we go along. If I may, real quick, jump in there, you, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. Before I, uh, I don't want to cut off uh, Doug, but um, the interesting thing, as I had mentioned to Michael before the show, is that I also read that in North Carolina, a Caucasian deaf, D-E-F, deaf man was uh, was uh, shot by a police officer and right. killed. Yeah. Uh, apparently unarmed. Uh, I think he was speeding. Um, and I, I, that's all I have. I don't have like any super details. But so if I may, I, I, I'm going to just – I'm going to tilt the conversation a bit here and say, so now this guy who's Caucasian gets shot and killed. The people who are rioting – are rioting now because it's a racist thing where a white police officer uh, obviously killed uh, Mr. Floyd. Uh, I, I don't agree with it. I think it was wrong. I think it was terrible. But nevertheless, it's become, an, a, it's become a racist it thing. It became so now, one from these people. You're right, Mike. Right. So my point is this. Uh, uh, with the policeman who shot the Caucasian deaf man, mm -hmm. you know, wh where, where's the outrage for that? You probably just didn't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Doug. Good one. Touche. Well done. Well done. <laughs> the riots, the riots are, it's, it's terrible, right? And the, the curfew, the curfew is terrible. Uh, I think that, you know, if they're going to have a curfew with a bedtime, they better pass out like little milk cartons. And that would probably alleviate any of the stress. That's you right. Know? You got to have milk uh, before bedtime. That's yeah. true. But there's yeah. no outrage. Yeah. I know what you mean, though, Mike. That, that's what I'm, and it happens all too often, you know. Like for example, I, I was the victim of a racist attack in 2012. I, I was jumped by three blood. Now, before I get into this, please, people, whoever's listening out there, don't don't take this the wrong way. Just try to understand from my point of view. How do you know it was a race motivated attack, though, Mike? Because they called me every name in the book. But I call you White. cracker all the time. I know you do, but when I'm getting hit oh, okay. with, with like, kicks yes. and punched with by people, <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, they knocked my front teeth out. Uh, I, I'm lucky I, I came away with this little. Yeah, uh, that's uh, true, Mike. You're lucky uh, you're not dead. Uh, you know, they, you're glad you're, you're lucky they didn't amputate your uh, amputate your, your feet and leave you for dead there. Right. So, I mean, you know, I was <laughs> right. just minding my business. I got out of my car. Three of them just started calling me names. White boy, faggot. Uh, Cracker. Uh, Cracker, homo, homo. They even called me like uh, Dracula. They I called you Dracula. Black. Yeah, because you know, know I got that that I you know I, I had long hair. <laughs> I had the, the I just got a look, a very gothic look. So you know they called me Dracula, and and, and this all went on like within like a ten second period. And I said like I'm walking to my destination, and they're just going at it. And and I'm like, is there a problem? 
you know, is there a problem? Did I, do I know you? Did I start trouble with you in the past? Like, who are you? Why are you starting with me? That's when the trouble started. They get up, they come at me and they surround me and they're like, oh, you're a tough guy, right? Tough guy. You're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Meanwhile, every other house, uh, you know, where there were people sitting outside, which, you know, it was a primarily all black neighborhood. And it was, it was Patterson. That's where I, Patterson, New Jersey. That's where I was born and raised and went to school and so on and so forth. And nobody did a goddamn thing. And they beat my ass down. And the last thing I remember was getting need in the face. Um, Hardcore. You know, I, was up against, I was up against a car, like trying to protect myself from these guys punching and kicking me. And as I was, I was down, somebody just kneed me right in the face, knocked my teeth out. That's when I went. I thought they broke my nose. It doesn't That's feel good, went, right, Mike, when you get need? No way, man. Oh, I've been clinched. I've been clinched many times and hit in the ribs and in the head a couple of times. That shit hurts like a mother. Especially in the head because your brain gets knocked around and you, that's you, right. you, you kind of lose it for a little bit. Yeah. So I went down and when I went down, that's when they backed off and they were like, you know, they just walked away and nobody that was sitting around did a goddamn thing. They just sat there like, oh, white boy in the wrong place at the right time. And I'm like, you know what? That's fucked up. That's fucked up. They let powder and- to die. Are these so? This is a it's a racial thing. So I'm assuming I'm I'm gonna make the assumption that we're talking about you got jumped by black guys. Is that what Three. we're talking about? Three. Three you blacks. Got, you got mugged. Oh, they, and they, they mugged you. No, I wasn't mugged. They oh, didn't, they didn't take mug anything. you. They okay. just simply said I was in I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. It was a, they didn't like the fact that I was white and they just beat me up. You're you're on their turf, so they whipped that ass. Right, and like I said, I was born and raised in Patterson. I was there for a very long time of my life, mm. and and you know, right, right, like I didn't deserve that. I, I at at the time, you know, I, I that's when I I completely I I stopped. I, Mr. Ashley, you don't know, but my past, I was a politically correct liberal Democrat, and it was at that point where I gave it up completely. Well, maybe like, uh, you think there's a possibility that these could have been like philanthropic black dentists? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. You, you know, you could be right. Yeah, it could be right. You know, and then they were actually, it was all pro bono because they didn't even require any money for the services. They didn't That's take true. Yeah, they didn't take my wallet or anything. <laughs> all I'm saying is this. When I, when I had this issue, nobody jumped to my rescue. Nobody, nobody stepped up and said, you know. Sure. Black, black, uh, you know, black racism. No one rioted for your behalf. So it's been very difficult for me to to see how everybody seems to bend towards the, you know, white racism against black people. And I'm like, wait a minute. I was viciously attacked and it was black on white and nobody said shit about my circumstance. Well, that's kind of the way that it works. It's kind of a, uh, you know, like now you've got. You know, it's quite a long uh, rotation of musical chairs for for like who's selected to be um, like the the you know the minority victim and who's and who is the majority oppressor. But you know, it does go like on rotation, and it's uh, and it's subject to location, right? Like, so if you were if you were in Africa, then you're going to be you know minority. You know what I mean? And uh, and it it does like over time over this over the uh, you know, decades, like one, one minority group will be more, um, will be in the, in the, you know, in the, the musical chair special spot. And then it, it does kind of like rotate around, you know? 
Like sometimes, okay. sometimes it'll be, sometimes it'll be, you know, sometimes nobody cares about transgenders, and then other times you 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 are not going to stop hearing about it in, uh, you know, on television or whatever. And then you would think from the prevalence of how many times you you hear about it, you would you would think that like half the population is transgender. That's right. You know, well, that's, that's it's a part of the program. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a part of this mu- musical chair game. I, I get that, and you know, you know, my 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 biggest frustration is that. I was born and raised in Patterson, New Jersey, and it's uh, the the dom- predominant uh, ethnic group of people there are 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 Afro Americans. Uh, actually, the the first uh, uh, ethnic group there is Latino. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Where, it, where are we talking about again? Sorry, Patterson, Patterson, New Jersey, New Jersey. Okay, yeah. I thought there would be a bunch of Italians right there. No, 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 no. Maybe about a hundred years ago. You like uh, the way I like, said that, by the way, Mike? Italians. The Italians. There you yes. go. Oi. Um, Irish say again, isn't that an Irish place? Patterson? Is it? No, 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 no. Now it's primarily uh, Latino and black. Uh, but at one point in time, back in the, uh, uh, probably throughout the late 1800s into the mid 1900s, around 1960, 1970, when the riots were taking place in Newark and Patterson, uh, it began to change, and the Italians and the Irish uh, began to move out because uh, Patterson was the silk capital of the world at one point. There were more um, silk mills in, in Patterson than there were in China, and uh, it was producing more more so. But that's a whole other story. Uh, so as time has gone by, you know, all the the people who were working in the mills and and, and eventually they all moved out, and it became more of a ghetto. Um, which is one of the reasons I moved out because it just got worse and worse. Now it's a fucking war zone. It's just like a heroin capital of, of New Jersey. Uh, just, just you, you cannot walk down any street at night because you will get killed. Um, so what was I trying to say? I, I mean, all I'm saying is that, uh, I, 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 you know, it was my town when I was young. I, I knew everything about that town. And, I know that feel. You know, I come back, I was doing business in 2012. And, uh, you know, I just, I got, I got hammered for, for being who I am. There goes the neighborhood. Yeah. For 26 years, I stood politically correct and liberal and democratic so that, you know, I would, I would stand up for minorities and, and, you know, do the right thing. And then I get my ass handed to me because I'm white. Mike, let's be fair. I don't like that. Let's be fair, Mike. You are um, a minority now. Oh yes, I understand that. You're which is why I now. left. I left the cities of New Jersey. I couldn't be a part of it anymore because people were, you know, I got picked on all the time. You're not and even considered a Caucasian anymore, Mike. Say again. I, I said uh, the Italians. They're not even considered uh, Caucasian anymore. So what are they considered? I don't even know. I can't say that <laughs> word here. Oh, it's a forbidden word. Wops. <laughs> yeah, wops. That's wops. true. <laughs> you greasy, greasy, greasy wops. That's right. <laughs> It's all the olive oil. There you go. <laughs> you know, man, I, I got a I got a good sense of humor. I can laugh about my race and my ethnic background as well as other people's, and it doesn't bother me because you know what? You got to be able to laugh about. You got things. to. That's right. If if you're gonna take if you're gonna take heart to it, then you know, then you should shut the fuck up and stop being a friggin' snowflake. Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, we see social media running everything now. Yeah. Your Twitter. What's trending? That's what matters here in America now. Yeah, and it's a very cued, uh, you know, it's almost like like the sensitivity uh, and and is like if you really look at it, if you pull out 
go to the bird's eye view. What we're talking about is a really effective way to make populations self-censored, you know, and it's really not even about like we view it as like, you know, an issue of sensitivity, like, well, was I, am I not sensitive enough? Am I, am I, am I too overt? Am I, you know, where do I need to stand on this to like not offend people? And it just changes all the time. And that's because that's not the point of it. The point of it is to control <clears throat> language and discussion. And it's just another part of socialization. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what's really going on here. Because the reality is that like, as much as the media would make, would, would lead one to believe that, uh, you know, blacks in the United States are in a, in a vulnerable, you know, minority vulnerable position and disenfranchised, which is what the, the media would, would have you believe. The reality is that the people that are saying that in the media that are creating, painting that picture don't give a shit about black people. They and never and, have. and they if never I do. may add, if I may add, I'm tired. I am sick and effing tired of hearing about how the black race is, is suppressed. There are, are, are guys in sports. Uh, um, uh, music and politics who make more money than I will ever, ever see in my lifetime. And, and I'm supposed to believe they're oppressed. We had a black president for Christ's sake. I mean, where's the oppression? Uh, basketball players, football players, uh, baseball players who are black are making a million, two million dollars a year. Well, not mean, anymore. Come on. Not with COVID-19. No, not with COVID. <laughs> Okay, all right. Anymore. Fine, but before all that hit the fan. Sure, I, mean, I hear you. I'm... Where's the oppression? Where mm -hmm. is the oppression? Black president, black general, uh, 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 attorney general, uh, black mayors, black governors. Oh, where's the oppression? In every, you know, all music is is primarily, you know, black today, you know, because it's all rap and, and hip hop. By the way, Mike, uh, j just in case anyone out there is wondering if perhaps you're kind of getting off on a, a, rant, uh, a racist rant. I just want people to remember that you actually played in a band with a with a black gentleman for uh, he's, several he's years. He's still my best friend. Exactly. My so best friend. I don't want people That's to right. think like you're a racist or anything. No. Jeff and I... Just, I I wanted to remind everybody that Mike is a black Italian. He's a black Italian. <laughs> He's a black Italian. Black Italian. <laughs> that sounds, sounds like a some kind of a racehorse. I wanted to put in a caveat because because I understand exactly what you're saying, and in a sense, and in a sense, I completely agree. In another sense, I think there's a bigger picture in that. I do I do think that. Uh, blacks are disenfranchised, but it's not the way that the NSM says. Like right. it's not the way that the the government narrative paints it. The way that they are um, uh, disenfranchised and uh, you know have have you know power of identity taken away is by being the pivot point to uh, you know build the arguments of uh, of uh, you know pitting people against each other in the United States. And exactly. that is very doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look at Jesse. Yeah, look at Jesse Jackson. You're you're absolutely correct. By the way, uh, these people, um, they they incite these sort of issues. Right. Yeah. And, and, and if, if if I just may if I may just just finish on that conversation, I was saying uh, I wanted to to follow up on what Michael said about my bandmate uh, Jeff Austin being a black guy. I love Jeff. He's one of my best friends. He's 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 a decent, nice guy. Right. He served in the military. Uh, one of the greatest guitarists I ever knew. I I talked to him just about every other. Well, not maybe talked to him, but we text each other at least every other day. And he's the nicest guy ever. And you know, I, I don't. I'm not racist. I'm not. Go ahead. Yeah, Doug. I mean, I, Jump I, in there. I believe you. That's convincing. Well, you know, 
It is what it is. I just wanted to to make sure people understood where I'm coming from because, like Michael said, it's 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 it, it sounded like a rant, but you know, like a racist rant, but it's not. It's really not. I, I've I've had black friends all my life. I have uh, a strong feeling there's probably there's probably black dudes watching this that know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. You know what I mean? And they, they, I'm sure that there's people that understand where you're coming from that are black. Okay. No, black Italian. Black That's right. <laughs> so, Doug, I got to ask you, in your opinion about this uh, gentleman that we have seen plastered all over social media, the one that uh, they are accusing of being per- perhaps a police officer or a Fed, what you know him as, Umbrella Man. Um, what, what's your take on this gentleman, by the way, Doug? Yeah. So, so we actually have a, we have a, we're in our second day. We're actually doing a, uh, we're doing an investigation, a private investigation. It's off. It's not really, uh, easily accessible, but it's a group, you know, it's a, it's an open source investigation. And, uh, we're trying to put together as much, um, data points as we can right now while the trail is hot so that we can at least have all the information archived because you've got some serious shit going on right now in the United States. And, uh, the the situation with the umbrella man is that so so for the for people that are unaware with it, uh, unaware of this in in Minneapolis you get the uh, um you get the the initial uh you know riot engagement between police shooting tear gas and protesters burning down shit and breaking shit and uh, that kind of all started with a guy named Umbrella Man who's a guy you know pretty much completely covered so he's got a gas mask on. He's got gloves, long sleeves, long pants, and a hood and an umbrella. And then he walks around uh, smashing out windows at the AutoZone on on camera. That's that's where uh, you know people pick this up from from a live stream. Is this guy you know diligently walking up to the AutoZone windows and just going straight down the line? I mean, it's like he's it's like he's uh, getting paid to do it. You know, and it's right. like his job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that behavior, Doug. By the way, the way just the way he was acting, you could sort of tell that this was not like your regular sort of a protester, not a a young uh, looting, rioting, having fun sort of a guy. There, this was someone that had clear intentions and had purpose in what he was trying to accomplish. Very, yeah, very particular. Word and and, uh, and uh, like. Uh, I mean, he's on a mission. Like it's, right. and you can tell, you can definitely tell from the from his his uh, demeanor, right. in, in, in flow of how he's moving, and his uh, focus on like what he's doing. You know, he's not he's not hesitant or like afraid and looking looking over his shoulder or anything like that. He's just like hi ho diddle diddle up the middle. Let's break these fucking auto zone windows. Word. He was calculated, Doug. Yeah. Word. Yeah. And so and so. Then, then what happened next was like, you got, you got initial unsubstantiated reports that were kind of like people's gut feeling when they saw the video. They're like, you know, you, you when you watch the video, you can obviously tell that something's, you know, something's a little off here. So, so immediately you get a lot of like, this guy's a cop, you know? Um, so then what happened was you had a, a matchup between a close, uh, you know, screen grab from the live stream at, at a period where he's like close to the, to the guy live streaming on the phone. So somebody, somebody pulled, image off that and then they found i don't really know where it came from but you have you have a a police officer out of uh out of uh minnesota that is uh you know they they know his name and so they they uh did like a comparison photo and it's like a meme that got put out on you know or like a warning you know you got put out on social media and it spread around really quickly and immediately so so you had the uh denial from the, the police, police right. department there mm-hmm. and that was the public relations officer and uh they they stated that 
um, they're aware of the accusation and that they've uh, substantiated his alibi and it's a hundred percent, but they don't say what the alibi is, of course. So um, what happened next is, is really interesting within four hours to 12 hours after that uh, video got circulated, you had kind of like the, the, all of your second tier MSM, like not the, not the big MSM, which is, which is important to know because, because the umbrella man video is very, you know, we're, we're talking about something that's, you know, taken off of like live streamers, you know? So this is kind of like, this isn't like a, uh, a you know, MSM level, uh, event like right. MSM isn't really interested in covering it this is an underground type thing but it, it spread around really quickly and then you had a uh, immediately within four hours i saw at least you know it would have been what yesterday morning early yesterday morning yeah i saw i saw uh like seven as soon as i started searching for the like supposed officer that this was supposed to be there were seven second tier MSM articles you know very clearly short and sweet saying this is not this is not the umbrella man mm. and then each one of the articles is uh, is uh, sourced back to the public relations officer. So they're citing they're citing the office that the you know the police department that he comes from, which is the only statement this is from. So it's not it's not the denial isn't definitive because it certainly appears. I mean, he's got he's got facial features that are very similar. And oh so, yeah, you look at his eyes; it looks just like him. Yeah, I had yeah. sent this. Um, I think I sent you an article right about this, Mike, and. In that article, there's uh, the ex-wife uh, ex- exchanging text messages confirming that it is him. But you know, it's an it's an ex-wife. Uh, is she telling the truth? You never know. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't know the um. You know my my position. So I try to put myself in the PD uh, with the issues over you know since like 2012 that uh, police have had in terms of uh, you know you know just just public relations with uh, the general public. And it's like, you know, the, with the steps that the police take uh, as, as you know, entities, as entities to defend their own, like, usefulness in society, I would, you know, I would be, if I was, if I was that PR guy, I would be highly motivated to take an approach that was, like, very transparent, you know, um, especially when you have, like, widespread accusation like that and you have, like, visual uh, image comparison that right. you know a normal person is going to look at it even even if it's not like let's say that they have nothing to do with each other at all the images are so close that you'd have to take like, the pr guy should be taking that into consideration and going like obviously anybody that looks at this is going to think this is the same guy and so if it's not really him then they should be taking the extra step to like you know fucking produce documents of whatever the alibi is because just just saying that there's an alibi and you know it's for you know need to know basis only you don't need to know that is not going to you know, go over very well because if, if they didn't notice it, you've got people getting fucking killed in the streets and fucking buildings getting burned down. That's right. It's not, it's not very responsible. You know what I mean? Which, which then lends more, you know, probable, probable, uh, you know, likelihood that, that this is, this is in fact something nefarious going on. Most likely, most likely true. Um, is the cop, the umbrella man, we, we don't know for sure. Um, have cops been involved in riots before? Um, yeah, no shit. If you look back in 2014, there was an undercover officer who pulled out a gun during the Oakland protest, uh, during the uh, Oakland protesters out there when they were protesting after his cover was blown, if I recall correctly. A uh, plainclothes California Highway Patrol officer, if I recall, walked among yeah. uh, demonstrators, and that's when he pulled out his gat and um, threatened to, you know, fucking blow everyone away. 
wiggity whack, y'all. That's right. So this <laughs> happened in, in Oakland, California, by the way, Mike. Um, Say again? This did happen in Oakland, California a year, a couple years back. You know, there's this uh, cop. Once his cover was blown, he got very angry. And that's when he pulled out that gun. So, I mean, it is possible that for sure this could be the cop, no doubt. Yeah. Now, what I will tell you that's 100% for sure um, that we found in researching this shit. So you had, you had, you had silent. So, so, so what's going on right now is way bigger scale than what the, anybody wants to acknowledge. But you, you, you basically, it's, it's, it's extremely likely that there are private organizations that are, you know, coordinating these riots because they are, uh, I don't know where they're at now. Last night at about 3 a.m., we had confirmation with like people on location, you know, imagery confirmation of 29 riots in 29 different cities across the United States taking place simultaneously. Yeah. So, that's, that's not normal, Doug. No, that's not normal. So this is a, this is a, you know, this is a destabilization operation that is probably, you know, private. Like it's a, it's probably, it's probably not the government in most cases. It's probably, I'm sure that in some of the, in so many places, there's probably government involvement in certain cases. Now, one of the things that we did see in investigating this was the DC protest where you had a video of a, of a man. He was uh, holding a cell phone. He was leaving the protest location. And then he saw a, uh, you know, like a black, black Chevy suburban. And, uh, he sees a guy, you know, get out of the vehicle and, and start walking, uh, away. And then he asks the guy, like, who he is. And the guy says he's with CNN. Ooh. And then he turns around and goes back to the vehicle where the guy came out of. And then there, there are two gentlemen sitting in there with the windows rolled down. And then he asks them, uh, who, you know, who are you guys were, or he starts off asking him, like, where's the protest at? You know, like, which direction is it to try to get some information? And then, uh, and then they kind of give him the shrug, you know, and then he says, uh, are you guys CNN? And they're like, no, we're not CNN. And then he says, uh, oh, well, you you know, your buddy said you're CNN. And he go, then he asks them if they're cops. They deny being cops. And then he goes back around the back and shoots, you know, films their license plates. So from the plate, we determine that's, it's, you know, it's Department of Commerce plate at the DC, which is, uh, you know, that's Treasury Department. So that's Secret Service is what is what's going on. So it's Secret Service, uh, like sending, you know, people into the protest. Now, yeah. the reason for that could be a lot of things like they could just be doing, um, like reconnaissance for security, uh, you know, like as, as protocol for defending the White House. But, it could also be something rogue from the Treasury Department. We don't know, you know, like nobody knows, but it is like this is this is definitely what I'm trying to say is that what you're describing is going on. We just don't know why it's going on. Right. And like you mentioned earlier, how quick, well, a few moments ago, rather, how quickly these um, protests uh, broke out is also something that was um, really beginning to make me wonder. Obviously, these things were organized by someone out there. You have uh, various factions involved yet again. Several weeks back, I mentioned that none of these uh, protests uh, that you see on television are never organic. They are always set up by a think tank, a focus group, uh, a focus oh. group, by the way, of sort, a uh, uh, focus group of sort, as they, re they are often referred to in a show business, by the way. And you uh, got possibly a cops or feds and. Of course, you got the Antifa element out there as well. And uh, you mentioned George the Soros. word. And, and of course, you mentioned, uh, Doug, the NGOs as well. That's the non-government organizations. And I'm sure you might even have some DOD gentlemen out there on foot on location. Uh, it makes me wonder. Um, well, it doesn't make me wonder. It should make you wonder uh, for those that aren't 
really even thinking about this. Who do you think was at uh, Virginia when shit popped off there? There's plenty of uh, DOD uh, folks out there when that happened. Yeah. Yep. It's all, it's a big, it's a big shit sandwich. It really is. It's fucking crazy in 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and to make it even more crazy, the other thing, the other thing that's very, uh, you know, uh, you know, confirms, confirms kind of the, the flavor of what's going on is that you had at multiple cities in different states, you had, uh, like a standard procedure. There, there's people bringing pallet jacks of bricks out there and dropping them off. I saw that so on actually, Twitter. Yeah. 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 I saw that on Twitter and I was going to mention that to you and what you thought about that, Doug. And by the way, Mike, uh, you didn't see this on Twitter, but there was a video of a gentleman, uh, a Hispanic, a young gentleman out there. And um, he taped himself next to a freshly piled, um, uh, just a big stack of uh, freshly piled bricks there, Mike, that there was no construction site around. So those bricks were placed there um, for a reason, Mike. Oh, that's, I, I hope they're proud of themselves. I hope so, too. Doug, what do you make of that? Well, it's not, it's not one city. It's actually, we, we know of at least three. At least three. More. Jesus, okay. Yeah, so you have three three instances of uh, now now they're all they're typically like pallets is what they're stacking you know so they're and and we're 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 actually we're in the middle of an investigation right now uh like doing doing probably gonna be in contact with like the closest brick and mortar um sellers around there and if you're if you're le listening to this and you want to assist like we could really use some assistance in trying to determine. You know, because it's everybody's business. It should be law enforcement's interest to determine who is, uh, you know, providing the providing the bricks for the party. And uh, uh, you know, it's it's multiple places in the United States, and so it just it further you know it further confirms the uh, you know we kind of we kind of have a a shape of 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 the thing that is here, but we need to uh, you know we need to get on record for public record, and then uh, expose it to the public so that the public can be aware. Right. And I assume even with a global pandemic, it won't stop people from rioting or looting. And of course, as much as I enjoy the chaos from a philosophical point of view, I also don't want anyone's property damaged. Of course, that's not going to benefit anyone, really. And I'm sure the I'm sure um, this has a zero to do with uh, George Floyd, by the way, these people going out there and sort of taking their frustrations out there as well. This was sort of like the perfect storm, by the way, Doug. Lots of angry people, sick and tired of being sheltered in place. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it kind of paints a picture. You know, things are not what they seem. It really isn't. And of course, CNN HQ also damaged by their own, it appears. Maybe I'm wrong, but CNN took a big hit, by the way, Mike and uh, Doug. You know, I didn't see that. I heard a lot about it. I didn't see any imagery on that. Could you? Did you see anything about that? Could you kind of describe what you saw? I saw people throwing, I'm not sure what they were throwing, maybe even bottles, but they broke uh, some of the um, the windows and uh, doorways there, right in, right in the entrance there of uh, CNN's HQ. They tagged everything up. It was quite a sight to see, to be honest. Yeah, I, th- I thought they were going to burn that shit down. Good. See if anybody needs to be affected. It's CNN and some of the major uh, news news networks because they are full of shit. I'd say I'd say I'd say all of them are going to get a a, a, have to take a little bit of medicine here sooner or later because uh, it's 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 certainly like the tide has turned. And, uh, 
you know, I, I've started to notice over over the years that they've shifted recently in the last two years to it used to be it used to be they tried to trick people, you know, like say this is this is the thing that you should think and believe and see. Right. In current events. Now they they've recently, at least in the last year, if not the two in the last two years, transitioned to a really clever model where they're now starting to say, you know, nobody trusts us, so we say the opposite of what we want them to do because it pushes them to do the opposite. Which is very clever. Very clever. That's right. It's really frightening to know mm -hmm. that the media is. Let me let me rephrase that. That the mainstream media has become so nefarious. um, It's sickening. It really is. And and Michael knows. He like he knows how like the kind of person I am and how how much of a patriot I am and 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 have become even more so uh it, it sickens me it really sickens me it, could you imagine how much more we get accomplished in this country if we could just put our, our get our shit together man yeah well that's all, not, that's all not they him. did all they did since the election of president trump is bitch and moan and complain that he shouldn't be president he's incompetent russia 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 uh uh you know ukraine uh, stormy daniels he've cheated on the election i mean grow up man every election that they lose they complain that they lost it due to cheating and yet they are the biggest cheaters of all yeah i mean it's it's uh it's kind of a kind of a puppet show it really is. I would have knocked one out with uh, Stormy Daniels, by the way, just for the record. Just be honest. Oh, yeah. Just she be honest. honest. Were you going to do a puppet show with Stormy Daniels? I would if I could. Ah. She's got a good following. That would help us here on the show. But, um, Doug, you know, I, I was just thinking, you recall the Christchurch uh, mosque shootings, correct, back in 2019, right? Oh, yeah. I actually I actually saw the end of that in real time because somebody sent me a message about it. Really? And then... Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. I saw it on it, it was on. Uh, I think Facebook was the original. I didn't have Facebook. Um, yeah, I quit using Facebook like uh, several several years ago. Uh, Good but, for you. But I but I went to uh, they had it on the on the A Chan, you know, mm. on the or the H Chan is what Word. they call it, right? The H Chan uh, was like mirroring the stream, and so somebody sent me a link for that, and then I went in there and I actually caught the tail end of it. And it was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, uh, surreal. It was pretty crazy. And yes, as soon as I saw that footage, I believe I saw it. Uh, someone might have uploaded it on a YouTube, maybe like an hour after it actually had happened. And as soon as I saw that footage, I thought, Oh, this guy was trained for sure. Uh, he had that same sort of nature as the umbrella man did very, uh, strategic, very much with their own intent, uh, to uh, do plenty of damage, Doug. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and it's, and it's really tough to say. I, I got the impression more of like, like, uh, like mid, mid trained guy, but, mm-hmm. but like probably a lot of like private training. But definitely what really trained. Got me yeah, definitely trained, his, Doug. His, his passport. That's what got me. His like, passport. Tell me. Well, I mean, he, he, he visited everywhere. He was like, you know, I mean, he visited like Pakistan, North Korea, Israel. Right, right, like, right. Okay. Yes, I do recall. He, he did go to lots of places where, where you could get lots of training for, to do some shit that he did right there for sure. Yeah. It's, it's just a very, it's just a very strange, um, I mean, it's just, it's almost like, and, and, you know, he wrote, he wrote a manifesto. I didn't read the whole thing because I got kind of tired of reading it. But the, like when I started to read it and, and he was clearly, um, clearly 
you know, intelligent enough to, you know, formulate concepts. And, uh, that, that tells me that, you know, it gives you like a benchmark of like minimum, uh, like perceptual intelligence. And I can't imagine that a person like what the obvious now, now he was going for like accelerationism is like what, you know, the term used, but you know, it, it just seems very like, uh, you know, the obvious the obvious reaction is that the state is going to crack down on exactly what he's trying to fight against right because right. uh like that's logically what's going to occur you know so he was he was he was going he was doing it for the uh the you know like the mass immigration the mass uh you know injection of immigrants that are being brought in to the country by you know the government and then he's going like he's he's basically looking at a solution there where he's going to murder you know murder all the immigrants you know and the uh um the obvious, you know, logical extension of that is that the government is going to, you know, obviously take away some more guns so that, you know, people don't have guns. And then they're going to like double down on their, um, like securing their immigration program. So it almost seems, you know what I mean? It, it just seems like, uh, that would, that would be accelerationism, right? Like, sure. uh, in, in terms of his, uh, like manifesto concept, it just, it, to me, it almost seems like, it almost seems like he's, that's just like the, the, you know, the, the kind of a complex cover to just say, like, I'm doing exactly what, what is going to happen. This is the reason I'm doing it. By the way, did, me, he, did, did he use an M16 or well, what exactly, or an AR-15? I'm not, I already forgot. Yeah. He, he had, I mean, he had a bunch, he had a bunch of guns, but he's, yeah, he's, he's mainly using an, an AR-15, you know, like a, like a semi-automatic variant of an AR-15, like a basic common ar-15 those are nice by the way i i do prefer shooting an ar-15 for the record they are they are nice They're very sweet. very accurate oh yeah i love I can, it i can I, attest to that i, I love the ar-15 I, I gotta be honest here with you i've shot it plenty of times uh, well i well i won't say anything uh, else there i'm in california i'll just leave it at that but You've never shot an ar-15 in california no Shit. never i wasn't in california when i did that let's just put it that way for the record but let's now, just say, so, yeah, let's just say, out there? <laughs> uh, well, yes, Mike, very. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, you didn't hear that here, but yes, uh, I love the AR-15, no doubt. And, you know, Doug, uh, that makes me curious. What exactly do you prefer, my friend? You've shot a shitload of guns in your time, and um, I've always been curious. What does Mr. Dugan Ashley like to shoot? Well, I, I, I like a lot of different guns for a lot of different reasons. If we're going practicality in the United States, like for, for you got to do some work, then I'm talking AR 15. Like every single time it's going to be an AR bearing. Yeah. If, if we're talking like for the, the emotional aesthetic of, of enjoyment of a firearm, I can get into the weird stuff. You know, AK, AK is obviously like, uh, that's a, it's kind of like an AK 47 is kind of like a uh, piece of farm equipment to me. And it has a, uh, you know, a certain, uh, you know, utilitarian thrill that comes along with um, shooting one of those. I've shot, shot one of those before. Yeah, the image of you, by the way, in uh, the chat room is of you holding an AK-47. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. I have held one. That's true. Pretty badass, my friend. I, I've never shot an AK-47, by the way. And some say that's the uh, greatest invention that the Russians brought us. That's right. It's one of the, the most preferred uh, assault weapons uh, for military and uh, terrorists. So, yeah, it's, it's the best thing that came out of communism, they say. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's what's interesting about the AR-15. A lot of people don't know this. The original AR-15 made by Eugene Stoner, he made Ooh. that in his home shop in Hollywood, California. 
How about that? Really? Okay. <laughs> that I didn't know. Yep. Yep. It would have been in the 50s. I think like 1956 is the original. And then he gets, uh, you know, like this is prior to California going anti-gun, but the, the, the AR-15 is the, is the most all-American rifle that's ever been made. And it, it was, you know, it was made in, in somebody's home shop in Hollywood, California. And then it went from there all the way to, you know, being the primary arm of, uh, you know, the United States for a long time. It's also one of the longest running service rifles. I have, uh, I have a Smith and Wesson MP15. I I have a nickname for it. It's called the Head Popper. Nice. <laughs> a nice little name there. Yeah, well, you know, just a little protection for my home, which is you, very much, much needed nowadays. Yeah, and like I I would need it where I live because, you know, I got a maybe a, I could get attacked by a bear or That's a deer true. or a raccoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Mike, I think you would really like the Carnicon channel that is no longer, you know, being regularly updated since it's been many, many moons. But, Mike, you could still find the archive of many shows that our friend here, Doug, has been involved in. I think you would really like his um, his material that he brought out. And, Doug, I must say, uh, I wish you could bring that back. Is It is possible, but we've got we've got a long road ahead of us as a country. And, uh, right. And, uh, I really, I, I, I really feel a responsibility to turn towards that at least until, at least until the American people can wake up and, uh, and we can get some uh, clarity on the, the current situation, the ongoing situation that we've been dealing with for quite a while now. There was another Russian guy, by the way, that had a very, that had a very popular YouTube channel. It was based around guns. Um, FPS Russia, I believe was his. Username. Sure. You, you're familiar yeah, with yeah. him, right? Guy. What, what was his name? Like Kyle or something? Yeah, I think Kyle. FPS Russia Kyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you like that guy's channel? I thought that was pretty, pretty dope too, but I preferred yours though, to be honest, because of the, uh, because of the humor, to be honest. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah, he was, he was definitely, I mean, he was, he was doing like gun related, uh, you know, like, uh, whatever you would call it, like gun, gun extra extravaganza productions. Right, right. Uh, you know, way, way earlier than me. Yeah. He was in the game. Yeah. For sure. He was like one of the first, I would have to say. Maybe even the first. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Probably. Man, I'm just thinking about YouTube right now and how different it was back in like 2007. So oh, yeah, is, sure. is, I have a question. Is YouTube eliminating all footage of people shooting guns slowly really so, yeah slowly you're starting to see that they they are i don't think you can even monetize anything that has anything to do with guns anymore oh, yeah i don't well, you know i'm sure i'm sure doug would agree with me as i'm sure you would michael uh, and i think i've even mentioned this to you before but i i firmly believe that if more civilians owned firearms there there would be less crime because right a criminal is not going to want to break into your home if, if he knows you're packing heat. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I am fortunate. I don't know about you, Doug, but I'm fortunate enough living in Pennsylvania. I have a carry concealed permit and I, I'm, you know, I carry and I pretty much carry everywhere I go. And I have never felt more safe in my life. I really haven't. That's, that's the way that we came up here, you know, like in the United States, you know, is bearing arms. So that's I completely- right. Also, also one of the reasons that we've never been uh, uh, invaded by another country because they know that so many civilians own firearms that we would – with the military and the civilians, we would annihilate any intruders. I wouldn't take them on. That's Who? right. I wouldn't, wouldn't. I would invade the United States. 
Oh well, yeah, of course. In fact, who was it? Who's who was it? We were talking to Michael that said uh, even China knows that they would never attack or go to war with America's because they know how how we will destroy them. Yeah, I forget which I guest mean, it was, but you're right about that. I don't think most um, uh, reasonable and intelligent uh, generals would actually even think about trying to rally their troops to want to invade uh, America. That would not be a, a good idea for those folks at all. Yeah, it would you know, never work. I think, I think if I was like, if I was that, you know, a schemer trying to, trying to go at the United States, I think the way that I would do it is to inundate the media and the economic apparatus and then corrupt the government and the education system. And then I'd probably do a launch coordinated viral release with, uh, subsequent uh out of control riots and protests nationwide and i'd probably uh, be like first my first step and with just also like what's um, going uh, on now right yeah with covid19 as well uh, another nice little uh, cherry to place on top of that doug yeah by the way doug are, are you okay with uh, covid19 no one out there in your family has been uh, affected by that or none of your friends correct or everything's good no, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I basically, I mean, other than other than the internet, what the internet tells me, I would have never noticed that there was COVID nineteen. Amazing. No difference in my life whatsoever. Yeah, it hasn't really been much of a change out here for me either, except you know having to go inside certain stores and wear the the mask per se. That's that's pretty much about it. My life has kind of remained uh, as as it always has been the last few years. You know, yeah. I, I got to tell you guys now, Michael. You know what I look like, and you know I, I, I wear that black leather. You look like Dracula, hat. yeah. <laughs> I wear that black leather cowboy hat all the time, and I got my hair's not too long, but you know, shoulder length. I wear all my my rings. Nosferatu. Nosferatu, the walking undead. <laughs> so now, like, uh, and I even told you, like, you may have seen the pictures of me wearing those mirror uh, pilot glasses that I, I actually bought because you inspired me because that picture that of you wearing those glasses i was like those are retro glasses i gotta get me some so i got myself these pilot uh aviator mirrored sunglasses oh really well mike let me let me um drop some knowledge on you those actually were inspired by hunter s thompson's um glasses as well oh there you go the the shooters as they're called are they? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what I'm saying is that, you know, nowadays, like I, <laughs> with the, the enforcement of wearing the face masks, uh, you know, when I walk into these places, uh-huh. I seriously think people must think I'm going to rob them or something <laughs> because I got the glasses on, the big black hat, and I got the face mask. You can't see me. I just walk in. I'm like, yeah, I'll take some cupcakes, please. <laughs> yeah, they, they think they, they think the, uh, the Italian uh, Dracula is going to hold them up there. He's like, here, take what you want, all the cupcakes you want. <laughs> it's, it's the black robber. What's that? What's that, Doug? The black Italian robber. Yeah, the, the black, black Italian, Italian robber. <laughs> By the way, Doug, I, I do know that you are like married, correct? Sure. Yeah. And the wife is cool, right? She she's not sick. No one's sick. Everyone's in good health. Everyone's fine and dandy. Uh, fine and dandy. Break dancing, all that shit, right? Break dancing. We don't, well, we don't break dance so much these days. But, okay. Why not? Yeah. Well, we got bad hips, Mike. You get older. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, really... we're all doing. We're doing real good. Oh, good, Doug. I'm. I'm just making sure everyone's fine. Uh, many people's families have been infe- uh, affected by that. I mean, uh, even Mike here. You had like a family member as well, right, Mike? Uh, I had, yeah. One of my cousins. Um, 
down in uh, where the hell was it? Uh, Bayville, New Jersey. Uh, this was like a month ago. He had gotten he had gotten sick, severely sick. It, it actually moved up into his brain, uh, and his family they didn't even know if he was going to make it, and it was all a result of uh, the CCP virus. And uh, fortunately, knock on wood, he's doing good. Um, he has recovered, and I'm very happy to say. The only other tragedy was, and I may have mentioned this to you, Michael, the uh, friend of mine who runs a really big convention out here every six months, he had a friend uh, who his entire family died. First, the grandfather got uh, sick, then the mother, then the sister. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The entire family got taken out. The entire family died within, I think, a two- or three-week period. Oh, wow. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it was a tragedy. I I knew the guy not personally. Uh, I knew him through the person I was talking to about it, and uh, yeah, the guy lost like everybody in his family, and then he died. It was really tragic. Yeah, that sounds. It all, it all happened so quick, too. Yeah, that sounds tragic. And by the way, Doug, in terms of COVID nineteen, do you believe this was a engineered sort of um, virus? Oh yeah, engineer. I believe it's engineered. I believe it's also purposely released and sent to the United States to, you know, for for the it's the impetus to justify what is occurring now. That's what I believe. And what would that be, Doug? What would that be? Well, so you basically have you have since nine eleven, you've had the like top down uh, restructuring of the United States into a consolidated model that is pretty much now. You know, the top, the top of the model is the, you know, like, like the executive branch and that'd be through like all your executive independent agencies. That'd be all your alphabet agencies, you know, F, FCC, FEC, uh, FBI, CIA, yada, yada, yada. I mean, all of them, that's all independent executive agencies that are under the, um, you know, the executive branch. And, uh, now, now that, you know, COVID certainly appears to be, um, you know, just based off of the, uh, like having a couple of weeks, you know, past it's, uh, you know, where things have settled down now and we're able to kind of look at it and, and take stock of what's going on. It certainly appears, you know, like everybody in the United States down to the smallest municipalities have gotten their shutdown orders and uh, like the system of communication and the system of how pressure comes down from the federal level to the municipal level is all in line now. So it appears that COVID-19 to me looks like a systems check. Excuse my uh, my lack of knowledge for what that means, but what do you mean a, a systems check? What does that mean? Like it's a little taste of the things the things that are going to be coming down the pipe in the future. That's like what we the, are. Yeah, that's what that that bat lady, as they call her over there in China, that's what she said. That COVID nineteen was sort of like the tip of the iceberg before what's what's really to come next. Yeah. Well, even even Paul Cottrell has... I don't even know uh, what the fuck that means, but it does not sound good, Mike, or uh, Doug. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, Jesus. I agree with you. Uh, you re- I'm sorry. Go ahead, Doug. No, I said, I said, yeah, it's not that good. It's not that great of a thing. <laughs> you, know, you know, Doug, Michael and I interview a, a doctor by the name of Paul Cottrell who comes on the show. Fascinating guy. Really intelligent. Very nice guy. And he, he really... I, I tell him every time he comes on, he depresses the shit out of me because he, he just tells us all, all this horrible stuff that's happening and is going to happen. He has even said that uh, the second wave, which should come in 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 uh, either October, November, is going to be more devastating than we're, what we're dealing now, uh, dealing with uh, now. Um, but I, I was going to ask you: Do you think? Do you think that the uh, Communist Party of China 
that they released the, this, this virus as a result to, and, and this is just, you know, just an out there question. Do you think they released it as a result to all these sanctions that President Trump was uh, slamming them with? Uh, I mean, it, it could certainly appear that way, but I do not, I do not believe that's what's going on. Um, you know, I have a very, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like deeply researched into China and, uh, and the, the current, you know, like post, post 9-11, uh, you know, United States government and uh, economic system, international, you know, retail finance system. And it's certainly, you know, in my judgment, you know, wrong or right, the way that I see this is that you basically have, you have a coordinated um, release between nation states. And what's going on right now is, um, is like a bigger picture <clears throat> than, than, you know, the, the, common society can, can typically conceptualizes. So we think of things as like nation states, you know, with borders and teams and things like that. And what's really going on is something that is uh, kind of like over that and above that, uh, where you have, uh, you know, individuals at high levels, like coordinating between each other to, uh, you know, push society and technology in the direction that it wants to go. And it is for, you know, an increase in control of, uh, of the population. Interesting. Interesting answer. Thank you. Very interesting. And of course, our country, as they say, is back to being heavily divided. But I, I would have to say the last time I uh, recall our, our country ever being divided was sort of like the day or two after 9-11, uh, to be honest, Doug and Mike. You think it was divided after 9-11? No, no. I said it, the only time I thought we were ever united. Oh, uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought it was perhaps me like a day or two after 9-11. Um, That's right. We, the whole country mm -hmm. became patriotic. I saw that firsthand living as close as I did to New York City. Um, and, you know, I was driving around like this was a, just like two days after it happened. And every every car had a flag on it. Every person was like, you know, walking down the street going, USA, all right. You know, and then, you know, a, a year down the road, it was like, oh, you know, the Muslims are our friends and the Saudis are our friends. Meanwhile, they're the ones who supported the entire uh, terrorism thing. And, and it, what, it's 16 out of the 19 uh, terrorists were Saudis. So. You know, then we're being told, oh, but, but the Muslims are our friends. Actually, some, you know, again, not trying to sound like a racist, but the Muslims who come into this country and do not assimilate to our country, they immediately put us down and say, you know, their religion is, is what they need prominent in their life and that all, all should respect it. Okay, fine. But, you know, again, this is not Saudi Arabia or Iran or Iraq. This is America. And you assimilate to our country. That's why I got so pissed off after I found out it was, it became so politicized, if that's, if that's the word. And then, you know, we had to go, our poor, our poor, how many, how many soldiers died for our country? Well, by the and way, then, um, by the way, Mike, uh, Doug was actually out there in Iraq, if I recall correctly, right, Doug? Sure. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I had a friend actually who died out there who gave me uh, the nickname Deacon, as I use as my last name here. Uh, a friend of mine who uh, gave me that name uh, died in that war. And I always thought, man, what a pointless war that was. So what a pointless war. This is my this is my way to honor uh, my friend. Good for you. Good for you. And, and and you know what, Doug? Thank you for the service that you you put into this country. And I I always I always walk up to veterans when I see them wearing their hats or a shirt that says veteran, and I always say thank you for for what they've done. I think uh, I think the the, the best uh, thank you that any vet you know could want is uh, 
is uh, doing stuff like like what you guys are doing here, trying to uh, wake wake the American public up to you know not be asleep and to and to view life critically and uh, to be guarded and and awake in defense of their you know their rights and their families. And that's uh, that's like something that's got to spread more. You know, like we're we're we we got to wake America up, and they they've got to be in a defensive a defensive critical mindset of uh, like guarding what, what is there so that it doesn't slip away. I, I, I personally think that a lot of Americans have woken up, especially in the Bible Belt, uh, you know, in the center of the country. It's primarily the big cities, San Francisco, L.A., uh, Portland, New York City. Um, you know, it's those big, big cities that be, are very liberal and then they're liberal. Again, I was a liberal myself, but I never took this, I never took this, this, this turn. These people, they've become such snowflakes and every little thing is so offensive and, you know, down with guns and, uh, you know, uh, even the whole, you know, evil white men. And I'm like, they, that's just so messed up. But this is the world that, that's, it's become after 9-11 and I'm, I'm really confused about it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, uh, you know, it's unfortunately, you know, you know, it's it, it certainly uh, uh, to me, the, the experience of the United States since 9-11 is like every, every day is exposing itself a little more as, you know, this is like all part of the same process of, of, you know, you know, getting the, getting the rug pulled out from under us here. Um, I think we're kind of coming. We're we're slowly coming to the catharsis of that, and the the consequences of it are you know dynamic, and you know could be several roads, but they're all pretty extreme. You know, like there's not there's not really like a like a a passive um, you know comfy road that we can take from here. It's just a very uh, ominous situation. I mean, look look what the the Democratic Party has become, which is partially the reason that I left it, because it was just absolutely insane. Yeah, I agree. By the way, Doug, I do want to um, thank you tremendously for being a part of the program. I know we absolutely yeah, we've sort of ran our course here and I don't want to take up too much of your time, Doug. But again, I do want to thank you tremendously for being a part of the program. Always fun to talk to you, Doug. We'll have to do this again in the uh, very near future. Yes. Yeah. Please come back. I, I, I really, I really enjoy it. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, brother. Anything you'd like to uh, plug or say? Now is your time. The floor is yours. Go ahead. Okay. So I, I think what I wanted to do because because Mike Mike had a uh, you know he, he he was talking about the Muslims and so I just wanted to have a put a caveat in there for anyone listening that Mike's actually a black Muslim. That's uh, right. Italian. <laughs> How the hell did you know? You blew my cover. You blew his cover. A lot, pal. I wanted to call we call him Muslim Mike, you know, right? <laughs> Muslim Mike. Muslim Mike. <laughs> you know, don't, don't read into what he said, anything beyond, you know, it's just, you know, he's just giving his observations, you know. That's right. He's he's innocent here. Just <laughs> Michael, you gotta get this guy back. I love him. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Doug, once again, thank you so much for being a part of the program. And my goodness, Doug, we will talk to you soon on the other side. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Doug. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Take Have care, buddy. Night. Good night. Take care, buddy. <laughs> And there he goes, Mr. Dugan Ashley, out in the mist now. There he That's goes. An interesting name, Dugan. Dugan. Mr. Dugan Ashley, correct. I definitely never heard that. Yeah, definitely look up his um, YouTube channel, by the way, Mike. Again, I I'm, think you would love it. Well, did you say it was taken down? I, I would definitely check it out, but no, I think he, you said it was taken down. He took it down himself, but there there is an archive of, I'm not sure if it was his channel or not, but someone else put many episodes of his from the past. So you could check those out. 
on YouTube okay. there. Just type in Dugan Ashley and you'll find it. Will do. For sure. It'll be fun. Right on. Good guy. By the way, Mike, we're going to hit another break. And of course, I will go to the fridge and grab another beer. Okay. I'm going to feed my snakes. And do that. Go ahead. Do what you got to do. And uh, listeners, go do what you got to do. It's that time for another break. And Mike, I'm going to mute you now. And we'll talk to you in a minute here. I will see you at, uh, what, about two minutes to midnight? Something like that, yeah. Hey, that's a song of mine. It is. It's a good one. <laughs> All right. I'll see you in a few. All right, brother. Hang tight. Right All right, boys and girls. It is that time to go on a little break. Go to the fridge or go to the bathroom, whatever it is you need to do. Well, now is that time, boys and girls. Uh, round two is next after this, after a little drink or two, boys and girls. I would suggest you do the same. Don't go anywhere. Uh, stay tuned. So the point is that we ignore the strong link between health security and international security at our peril. Whether it occurs by the quirk of nature or at the hand of a terrorist, epidemiologists show through their models that a respiratory spread pathogen would kill more than 30 million people in less than a year. And welcome back, boys and girls, for round two of the program. And of course, let's bring in Mr. Mike Hideous. I think he might be ready to go. Mike, are you alive? I'm here, buddy. Can you hear me? Very good. Very good. Yes, loud and clear. I can hear you just fine. And I'm sorry I took a long time. I was looking for the right beer, but all I was left with was this shitty Bud Light. Oh, no. This piss water. <laughs> At least it's not Paps. That's true. That That's like even more low budget. <laughs> or Miller. That's like some, <laughs> some trailer trash beer, Mike. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So, Mike, I'm glad you're back, and I'm glad I found this piss water to drink. <laughs> Are we on the air? Yeah, this is the show. We're on the air. Oh, okay. Good, 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 good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is the show, Mike. This is how it goes. <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable, right? Uh, no, nothing's unbelievable anymore now that I've been doing this show. <laughs> Anything's possible now, right? That's right. I've taken the red pill. <laughs> um, you know, that makes me so proud. Does it really? My uh, heart is warm now. Yes. It's all, it's all your fault, pal. <laughs> I know, right? I corrupted you. You certainly have. Well, can't Mike, sleep at night. I got bad dreams because of you. Well, just, well, Mike, what do you think of every ex-girlfriend I've ever had has to say about me? Say that again? I said, what do you think every ex-girlfriend has to say about me? Oh, uh, you know, I've never thought about asking you such a personal question. They all say I ruined their lives. Well, well then, something to be proud of, I'm sure. <laughs> well, if, they, if you're not ruining their life, then you're not doing it right. Exactly. Amazing. <laughs> so, Mike, are you a Bud Light kind of guy? Because, you know, I'm not. I, I, I no. I don't uh, like this shit. I don't like even, I don't even like this beer, Mike, and I'm still drinking it. What the fuck? <laughs> like maybe a problem? Maybe? <laughs> I'm getting depressed. That's what it is. When I used to drink, um, the only beer I used to drink was um, either Heineken or Corona. I never liked anything else. The Corona. Usually, you were drinking Corona. I was. Nice. As a matter of fact, most <laughs> of the times when I drank, uh, I was drinking Jack Daniels. Oh, shit. Or, or Jim Beam. Yeah, I, I, I went right to the hard stuff. It, was, um, that a, was that Jerry Only's doing? No, no. Getting no, you no. drunk with the hard stuff, huh? No, no, I was doing that way, way before him. Was Jerry but, only drinking, by the way? Yeah, he, he used to slap down a couple of beers every once in a while. I remember when we played in, uh, uh, where was it? I believe it was Amsterdam. We played a big festival with um, uh, Pantera 
and uh, I think uh, I think yeah, Marilyn Manson. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Marilyn Manson quit. Uh, canceled. Black Sabbath. Um, what did he cancel uh, for? I I really don't know. It might, I think it might might have been scheduling uh, uh, conflict. I see. But we were actually called in to fill in the place of of Marilyn Manson. Nice. At, so yeah, and our dressing room was right next to Black Sabbath. How how cool is that? That must have been pretty nice to go up there and of course share the sort of um the same stage with someone like a Black Sabbath. That's pretty cool, man. It, and it was an awesome concert too. Like I think there was about six thousand people in the in the crowd when we played. So that's a pretty good size. Yeah, yeah. As I, I've said in in the past, you know, at that time in their career, when I joined up, I played the biggest shows with them that they had ever played in their career, as well as my career too. So uh, it was a yeah. We played huge shows. Uh, the the one we played in Sweden. Uh, Hultsfred, Sweden was the biggest show I ever played in my life. I believe there was 12,000 people there. That's a pretty big crowd too. It was awesome. Really amazing. That We played that show at No Effects and Primus. Primus, another band that I haven't heard in a long time. Yep. Well, I hear them every night when I watch South Park. That's true. <laughs> they did. They, they made the intro to that. By the way, um, Primus, what, are they still doing, is that guy still doing tours? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I I was actually introduced to him by the lead singer uh, Chino from the Deftones, uh, who was really really cool to me at the time. I had explained to him I was brand new in the circuit. Uh, you know, I was the new singer for the Misfits, and he was like, "Come on, I'll show you around." He introduced me to uh, Primus. He introduced me to Cold Chamber. Um, Les Claypool, by the way, I, I'm yes. forgetting his name. Yes. Yeah. Before and, uh, before anyone but, gives a shit, by the way, Mike. Say that again. I said before anyone gives a shit again. <laughs> like you forgot the guy. The guy's name of Primus. I I I couldn't remember. I got to be honest. I don't I don't listen to Primus. Uh, uh, just not my style of music. But I respect them nonetheless. Uh, uh, it's a little out there, know, man. It is. It's 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 sort of like butthole surfers kind of music. It's very on the edge, cutting edge art. It really is. And by the way, Mike, there is a segment that I like to do on this program called the Unpopular Hour. And it's been a long time since I've been able to do that segment. And I'm thinking we should probably do a sort of slight variation of that since we are sort of getting to, into these topics. And one of them is um, Bud Light. You know, lots of people like this shit beer that I'm drinking here, but it always tasted sort of like watered down piss to me. Yeah, I agree. I, I was never a drinker of Bud Light I, or Bud at all. Budweiser. I just never liked it. No, not my, not my taste, but lots of people do like that for whatever oh, reason. Yeah. I'm not quite sure why, Mike, but that's what they like. I think because it's an American-made beer. Uh, I mean, maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I see. But yes, Mike, that the segment, the Unpopular Opinion Hour, is kind of where we get to pontificate and go through all sorts of things that are, of course, not very popular. Sure thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, you set it up and I'll be there. Or they're deemed not very popular, rather. But of course, this is that sort of segment that we're going to do right now that I like to do. And of course, yeah. one of the things that I've mentioned before to you in the past was the fact that I hate standing in line. <laughs> Fucking hate that. I, I think most people do. And I'm glad I, you know, I thank Jesus Christ for COVID-19. Now I don't have to stand in line. For what? For anything. anything? For nothing. For anything. Yeah. I mean, you still got to order your alcohol at a at a liquor store, don't you? Mm, yes and no. Depends on the store. Okay. All right. Yeah, but beer is not a problem. You could get that really quickly. 
And, and if I remember correctly, you told me uh, marijuana is legal in California. Is that correct? It's very legal in California, right? So my question to you, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, do you get your supply from a distributor, a dispenser? Dispensary, there's delivery service out here. Yeah. Delivery service. Oh, my God, they must be making a fortune. Well, it's an essential business, Mike. It has to remain open. Apparently. Yeah, that's amazing. That's how California makes a lot of their money. Apparently. And you know what? Here I am starving. Well, not starving. I'm exaggerating. But here I am, you know, struggling with money where I should be selling pot. You should be growing, Mike. I should be growing it and selling pot. There you go. Can I deliver to your house like a paper boy? You'd be making bank, Mike. I'll tell you. It's a good idea. That's where the that's where the money is. The it marijuana, sure the marijuana you know what scares business. Me though? You know, you know what scares me, Michael? Go ahead. Is is the country going to become a little bit more stupid by everybody smoking pot? I mean, because let's face it. Eh? No, 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 not at all. That's just the misconception lots of people have due to Reefer Madness, the movie and all the propaganda from uh, the government, Mike. Most people yeah. are not that way uh, when yeah. they get high. But, of course, there are those that, uh, you know, if they get high, they get lazy, they get uh, very distracted with what they need to do. I mean, there's certain, That's my point. Yeah, there's certain strains of marijuana that can cause you to want to accomplish things or perhaps want to go lay down in, in the couch. Right. Sure. See, that, that's my thing. Like, I, I don't I don't smoke socially anymore. Like, I used to go out to clubs. I don't think anyone does anymore, Mike. Yeah, I I suppose. But, you know, it was a thing for me when I would go out, I'd smoke a joint and it was illegal uh, wherever I was in New York, New Jersey. And uh, now as an old man, I, I, you know, the only time I smoke is like when I'm going to bed. It helps me, you know, it helps me sleep. But I I won't smoke it in public anymore because it kind of it just makes me a little bit more paranoid than than it used to. And I just choose not to 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 have that. Um, so I don't know, I guess what I'm just saying is for me, when I smoke, uh, you know, I know that I can't function. I can't do something important. It's because of your, yeah, it's because of your tolerance. It's very low because you're not a chronic user. I use, dude, I smoke every day. Yeah. Every single day. But there's some people that even, even if they do that every day, they, they still have that weird thing with them where they just can't, um, function. Right. Even if they're a chronic, yeah, even if they are, they are a chronic user, but everyone varies. No one's body chemistry is the same. I've been smoking every day since about the age of, oh, right around the, just before I went into the Misfits. So 1997, 98. And that's when I started smoking just about every single day. And again, when I say smoking every day, I wasn't, you know, just like puffing on like joint after joint. Sure. I'd have a few hits. And that's it. And, and and nine times out of ten, it was usually once, maybe twice a day. That's it. But I, I don't I don't know. I guess for me, smoking marijuana was just a recreational thing. Sure. Now I hear a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, it, it, I've got a headache, so I better get pot. You better get okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, take an aspirin, man. It's cheaper, you know. Oh, you and could it, do that. It, but see, because this is the way I see it. First of all. I like the old days when you had to buy it from a guy who was selling pot, you know, on the street. Maybe not on the street, but, you know, your own personal sales guy. Now it's just like accepted as the norm. And I guess that's okay. I'm not complaining. But at the same time, I'm like, 
don't know. It, it seems like the, the thrill is gone almost. Well, the thrill you know? is kind of gone, but the quality is amazing. The quality is goddamn amazing. It's, right? am- it's incredible. It was never like this when I first started smoking. And I got started late. I didn't start smoking until I was 21. Thank really? you for praising me. I totally deserve it. <laughs> I have no idea why Trump uh, just uh, got into the conversation there. I'm sorry. It's okay. I don't know what he was yeah. doing. I, uh, I I didn't start smoking until I was 21 years old. Really? Yep. You're all late, my friends. You're a late bloomer, my, Mike. That, that's right. And in fact, I didn't start drinking until I was 21. I got, oh, you know, when I turned really? 21, I drank, I drank for six months. I got drunk and, and that was it. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> you're, you're a real regular Boy Scout, Mike. I, well, I was straight edge at one point. In <laughs> oh, my life. no, Mike, you were straight edge. You went the fucking, uh, the X's on your, 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 your fists or hands or whatever, right? That's right. Oh, yeah. I, no. when I was, uh, when I was a young, uh, hardcore punk rocker, <sighs> I, I was totally straight edge. Up I can I turned 21. I can't believe it, Mike. You were one of those. Yeah. Well, I was also a Democrat for, <laughs> for crying out Jesus, loud. Jesus, so Mike, you, you're, lot- you were all fucked up. I know. A lot has changed. <laughs> a, lot has changed. a lot has changed. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm glad we were red-pilling you here, Mike. You're... <laughs> My God, Mike, you, you are like, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually impressed with you now, Mike. Why is that? Because you're, you're being red pilled now. It's kind of like you shed it off the old habits. You're kind of coming into a, a, a new body of sorts, a new exoskeleton of sorts now, Mike. Perhaps you're evolving. I've definitely, you're like a fucking Pokemon character now. <laughs> you evolved. I have definitely. I've definitely had a few issues trying to accept a lot of the topics that I've learned to understand on this show. I love it. I love you, it. Yes. Yeah. You and I spoke about this privately on the phone two days ago. And I told you, like, it, it, the things I'm learning, as I was never one to really follow conspiracy theories, the things that I'm learning through this show and that have I have, I have experienced through this show – have not only opened my eyes, but really, in some cases, have given me nightmares at, at night. Um, it, it's become very disturbing. Do you, and I'm not getting do you, serious, um, do you need stuff. me to hold your hand, Mike? You might have to, buddy. Do you, you want me to, do you want me to breastfeed you? Um, maybe not because I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not like, like, I'm not into man nipples. Good because I have A cups. You're not going to like that. <laughs> You're not going to like getting breastfed, uh, breastfed by me. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Brother. Good Lord. <laughs> But yes, Mike, I am very happy that you are evolving and you are shedding the skin, per se, as they say. And my God, Mike, you are evolving right before our very own eyes. Yeah, let's just hope it's for the better, Michael. And I say that with all due respect because as try to understand what I'm about to tell you. As, as many things as I hear on this show that make you – they really make you think. You, you really ponder some of the topics that are brought up on this show. And I'm doing my job, and that's all I'm doing. You're doing your job. And, and right. in the past, I have listened to the show. I mean, obviously not as much as, as I'm on it now because now I, you know, I do it with you whenever we're on the show. Right. But before that, when I was just a guest and a friend of yours, I tried to listen to it as often as I could. And there were times when I couldn't check it out. But for the most part, I listened to the show and I heard – the topics that were brought up by the um, by the the guests. Now I am part of the show, and I I'm like upfront. I get to ask questions. I get to talk with you. I get to talk with the guests and hear their 
their topics, their subjects, their controversies and, and conspiracies. And it's really, it's really hit home with me. I've really, I've become disturbed about what I'm hearing Good. and learning. I love that. I'm glad you're well, disturbed. It's, it's a disturbing situation. That's I mean, the first step. Uh, you know, taking into, you know, taking, sw trying to swallow the topic of whether or not my government is doing bad things to Americans, that really hurts me. That really disturbs me. And as e even Jim Fetzer had said that, uh, you know, you know, how could you be surprised? Like, how could you? Well, I mean, because I, 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 I chose not to think of such things being so ominous. That's true. And when we talk about 9-11, I've always had this weird sort of feeling anytime I would talk about it with someone that's like in the East Coast. I, I would always have this weird feeling that a lot of them just could not conceive the notion that perhaps their own government perhaps might have let something like this even take place. It seems like those in the East Coast have a very hard time accepting that. Well, I'm sure you could understand from from my point of view and anybody who really was there that day. And I, I even though I wasn't right there, I could see the buildings from my building living in Kearney, New Jersey. Yeah, I just think it's much more impactful for those that are on that side, closer to. Sure. Yeah, close to ground zero, opposed to someone like myself that's way out here. Right. Well, again, it, you know, you see it and you see this devastation right, right. and you know there are thousands of people that are dying at the very moment you're watching and you say to yourself, some some MF or better pay for this. I want justice. I want someone's head on a platter. So if it was bin Laden, let's kill that son of a bitch and let's take everything, you know, that his people did to us. Let's just take everything away from them. And that was the that was the outlook of everybody sure. in, in in my town, in my area, everybody wanted revenge, everybody. And meanwhile, back in Patterson, my old town, the, the, there's a section in Patterson on Main Street and the Muslims were out in the streets celebrating. My father, who was working for the city at the time, he was an emergency management uh, coordinator. Uh, he worked with the fire department, police uh, chief of police, chief of the fire department and the mayor. So when there was a disaster or, or a chaotic situation, he was there. And on 9-11, after the towers had fallen, or even when they were hit, I'm not sure. But Super Muslims, Tuesday, by the way. Say again? I said that was on Super Tuesday when the towers went down. That's right. And on that day, the Muslim section of Patterson, New Jersey, uh, which is Main Street, um, there's all these Arabic uh, lo uh, stores and people that live there, and they were all out in the streets cheering and celebrating and and my father saw it because he was on duty that day and it just pissed me off so bad like you know no oh, i how, agree yeah i'd be angry too so yeah i'm sure you can understand my outlook on it my uh, you know my viewpoint which is you know innocent people died four what was it four planes went down that day four two thousand nine hundred and ninety nine people died and for what you're going to tell me that our government did that that's that's what I'm having a hard time accepting. Is the government really doing things like this? And, you know, I, I truly want to believe that President Donald Trump is there taking these hits by the left for us, for the people that believe in this country who don't want to see the corruption taking place anymore. 
No, he's he's too busy with uh, Paula White, by the way. Wherever I go, God rules. <laughs> there she when is. When I walk on White House grounds, God walks on White House grounds. Oh, shit. <laughs> God walks on White House grounds, baby. Yeah. By the way, there are protesters were at the White House. Today? Yeah. Any or, trouble? I believe they were. Uh, nothing new there. Yeah, nothing new. By the way, we were doing the unpopular hour. The unpopular oh, yeah, yeah. opinion hour, yeah. You know, Sorry. Mike, it's okay. We we sort of digressed, but that's okay. It's all part of the conversation. We'll bring it back. Right yeah, we'll bring it back on course, boys and girls. Don't be scared. <laughs> yeah, by the way, if anybody wants to call in, that number is 760-332-8724. That, of course, is if you have balls, you can call in. Tell us what kind of beer you like. Or if you have ovaries, you can also call in. Yeah. Get the ladies in here. But, you know, they're they're kind of nervous. They're scared. Uh, even lots of grown men who listen to this program are very scared and intimidated. They don't want to call in. Hmm. Bunch of pussies. Come on, guys. Ladies, call in. We'll talk to you. Yeah, we'll it's talk right. to you. Yeah, the number's on the screen, by the way. But let's continue with the segment here. And yes, Mike, with what you said, uh, you know, I hope, I hope the president's doing the right thing. We all, so do well, I. yeah, we all hope so, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't emphasize enough, Michael, in, in trying to, to make you understand how, how much I love my country, how much I, I, I want, I want this country to remain great. And it's hard for me to see the, the, the terrible things that I've seen taking place, like during Obama's administration and, and especially since 2016 election day when Donald Pre uh, President Donald Trump won Well, the Mike, that's, that's another thing. The fact that you can see that sort of corruption that went on with Obama and Flynn, uh, but you have a hard time even going back further and seeing that there is much more than the official narrative, Mike. Oh, no, no, no. Au contraire. Um, look, I, I'll be the first to admit, Michael, I firmly, firmly believe that there has been corruption going on for well, that, years. Well, that's probably. what I mean, though, Mike. That's what I mean. You have to really go back and uh, read, read way into this sort of thing and find out for yourself so you can be validated or others with what they said. You could see if they are actually telling the truth with what you are hearing. And also, right. yeah, you have to go back and check all sorts of documents as well and read the official narrative and figure it out for yourself. Because, Mike, you can't really trust the official narrative. You know that. And be that as it be that as it may, I mean, let's face it, not all those documents are available. That too. Just look at the it's, JFK documents. None, none of those are really even uh, out there. Right. Only a very, and, very, very, not all the essential files. And if they are, they are blacked out. Right. And I get it. I, I understand that. Um, look, Kennedy was before my time. I don't, I don't know much about that situation. The things that I've lived through have been. Uh, as a child, you know, I was a, a young child when Vietnam War was still coming to an end in the late 60s. And uh, I lived through the Desert Storm, uh, Iraq War with Saddam Hussein and President Bush, uh, the father. I lived through 9-11, uh, the uh, war with Iraq with Bush Jr. Um, I, I've, I've seen the disruption. Well, I saw the disruption of government and the world with Hussein Obama. And now I'm seeing the the disruption of people who think that Donald J. Trump is not fit to be president. You know, so I've seen things. Uh, it's just really, I'm just really at a point where like, wow, I, I, how can this really be happening? That's true. 
But again, we digress. But it's happening. That's the problem. It's hard to believe, right. but it's really happening. That's yeah. the, that is really the issue here, Mike. I know. We think it's not happening, but then later on, years down the road, we find out that, holy shit, look what all these um, things were going on in the shadows. Exactly. And and I sincerely hope that eventually, uh, and I even said this to you, I said this to you and, and Fetzer about a week or so ago, that if they can finally get people like Hussein Obama, Hillary Clinton, uh, Shifty Schiff, and Pelosi and all these people that have been against the president, if they can, if they can get the, 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 the facts on them and prove without a, the shadow of a doubt that these people are guilty and that they put them away and that the, these guys go to jail, I will happily run naked down the street. You'll become a, a Democrat, Mike. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am not never, that far. No, not I'll too far. never go. Okay. I'll never go back to being a Democrat again. Never. Not after what I've seen. Not after what I've seen and I've experienced. Never again. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my... You ain't black, Mike. No, I'm I'm a... Italian black Muslim. Yeah, you're not a pure-blooded uh, Italian sort of black. You don't make the cut. <laughs> don't make the cut. You don't make the cut. Amazing. <laughs> uh, I believe we have our first caller here this evening. Caller, you are live on the air. How are you doing? Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? All right. Amazing. Where are you from? Uh, Austin. Austin, Texas. Yeah. Lovely. Are you a... Um, do you listen to Alex Jones? No. Who do you listen to out there? Uh, you. Just me. Sarah Westall. Sarah Westall's good. I um. Wait, wait, wait. iPod seventeen seventy six or his name is what? Sir Mac. Right, right. Um. Okay. Who else? Uh, the Black Conservative Patriot. Which one? Oh, uh, there's more than one. No, that's what he goes by. Well, I mean, Mike is that's a Black Conservative. <laughs> Huh? Uh, Mike is a, a black <laughs> Italian conservative. That's true. I listen to a lot. I, I also have a bunch of financial friends on Twitter and uh, right. like Robert Kiyosaki. I like to listen to him and uh, a lot of financial geeks. Nice. Nice. Yeah. 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 And what was what your name caller? Uh, I forgot to ask. <laughs> Can you not guess it? I can guess it. I don't know what, what your name is. You don't. You don't have no idea. Is this Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Nancy. No. Um, I'm, I'm is this Maxine Waters? <laughs> no. Is this? Hmm. Is this Betty White? Lady Lady Gaga. No. Lady Gaga. Is that you? <laughs> no. Is this Rosie O'Donnell? Oh no. <laughs> Come on, tell us, tell us. Yeah, well, yeah, tell us. I'm Robin. Robin? Mm-hmm. Oh, Rob, you mean Rob from the uh, chat room there? Mm-hmm. My goodness, yeah. Robin. Well, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for Thank calling you. in. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Yeah, how you been? Uh, uh, um, I've been doing good. It's, Amazing. It's cool here. It's chill. Well, yeah, what's going on out there, by the way? Give us a rundown. What? What? Tell us uh, what's uh, up with I the COVID-19. Just did, uh, I, 
I did a little bit of this tequila. Oh, shit. No <laughs> wonder you called in. Yeah, I, I, I decided to break down and do some tequila. Oh, shit. Okay. Trans Generations Anaho is really good. Very nice. Robin, I'm proud of it's you. It's triple distilled. It's oh, triple my. distilled. Oh, my. Where are you from, Really Robin? good. Austin, Texas, Mike. That's where she's at. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry, from I missed Texas. That. I'm sorry. Long time Texan up both sides of my family. Do you, do you carry a gun, Robin? I got a gun. Oh, shit. Be careful, Mike. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. So, Robin, what, what's going on with COVID-19 out there? Are, are they opening up? What's going on? I don't I don't know what's going on in Texas. Yeah, we've been open. Well, they were never really strict to, to begin with. Oh, okay. Uh, I could still go out even even when people went inside. It was like never a government thing. Mm. Uh, it, it was, and and I could still go out, and but it, but you know everybody kind of went inside on their own, and and you know if they came out, they came out sparsely, uh, and then uh, uh, we've done it. I don't think many people have died here at all. In fact, I I think all the retirement homes are recovering because they weren't ever like dictating medicine from the government down. Uh, and mm. we we were allowed, you know, the, the doctors were allowed to do their job, uh, and so uh, there's been very few deaths. And uh, people are out and about now. The traffic's growing. It's been growing ever since. Uh, let's see. Uh, it, it was before the government said we're going to open up. Mm. Uh, we just immediately just it it just started growing and growing. I mean, it wasn't like it was forced. Anybody who had a weak immunity or anything was allowed to just stay home uh, and be chill if they wanted. But cool. people okay. who wanted to work were, and, and, and we were afraid of the food supply. It was when they started shutting down some of the uh, food processing plants that Texas really started to come out anyway. And then the government said, it, at, like, uh, it's, at, the governor was like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and start opening up. And, uh, then I think, uh, then the CDC and they, then the lefties kind of came in. You could smell them. <laughs> you could smell uh, them. They had that. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, funny. There was, uh, if if I may cut in for one second, go ahead, Mike. Just want to cut in for one second. Robin, uh, I'm looking at the uh, C CDC government, uh, uh, website right now. It says in Texas, there were 61,006 cases and 1,626 deaths as a result. Uh, so I just wanted to give you that update. That's what I see on the CDC government website. Yeah, but hadn't the CDC been full of crap? That's Would another trust, thing. I don't know yeah. if I trust, I trust their figures because they, they were kind of with the who on a lot of crap. Uh, I, there's another side I probably would trust more the, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. By the way, Robin, when someone told me, Robin, when someone told me that Trump had sort of like disbanded from the who, I thought, well, what happened to the band? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like the who. <laughs> was he the drummer? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm like, they're still around. <laughs> Are they? I haven't heard about that. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, no, 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 no. They, they didn't, stopped didn't, playing didn't shows. Didn't Roger kind of outdo it? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. What, but what was that, Mike? They they stopped playing a long time ago. Yeah. Um, uh I think they're all in retirement now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, didn't Dalton do too many drugs? He might have, but uh, good times. 
he, he, I mean, I, like I, I've seen him. He looks pretty decent <laughs> to me. Can I mean, considering? And that that was just his normal look. Yeah, he, he just looked like he was melting. <laughs> he looks like he's done too much acid. Yeah, a little too much there. <laughs> Amazing. So, Robin, I got to ask you, in terms of the president, Donald J. Trump, what's your take on the way he's handled the nation through this pandemic? What are your thoughts and opinions, uh, Robin? Go ahead. Lay down this. You're on the spot, aren't you? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. You are a naughty man. I am very naughty. That's true. <laughs> You're right. I'm a heathen. I'm guilty. Well, I think, I think, um, sometimes he brings in the wrong people and he, 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 he thinks that, that people are his friends who are really out to kill him. Oosh. And, uh, yeah, and he kind of fucks things up. Good you know? point. Good point. <laughs> Some, I, I mean, I, I, I really like him. I'll stick up for him because he's, He's got a lot of good things. He's not Hillary, and and he's got good of the country at heart. But boy, he is just so full in the swamp that, and 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 he hires the swamp sometimes, and it's like, uh, and then you wonder if Goldman's talking through him or what. So I, I, I he he, but he's better than most of the swamp. Yeah, but uh, no, no doubt, I, I think um, that. He he needs to uh, blow off Twitter and move over to uh, other other places like BitChute and uh, what is that uh, that uh, Patreon? No, it's not Patreon because they'll screw you too. It's uh, Parler, P A R L E R, which a lot of people are moving over to. Oh. Which I believe because what happens is people people leave Google and. And the, the places that are silencing um, people for political reasons, and and they move over, and then the ISPs the same assholes, you know, or they're gonna try to take it over. But uh, I hear the ISP isn't with assholes over here, so uh, they do have free speech uh, at, at those. And I, I'm more into a renaissance. And if if he comes down on Twitter. Then other people like you and I can get sued for content on our on our uh, sites if we have a website. Uh, so then um, that's that's what uh, Dan Bongino says, and he says that then uh, Twitter will use it to put it, all of the little guy competition out of business uh, if, if 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 Trump does act on removing the law. But I, I, I he's right; they don't need to be tax funded. Well, they're crushing people's political speech. Right, right. And of course, for those that don't know, uh, Twitter sent the tweets, which implied that protesters in uh, Minneapolis could be shot. Uh, quote unquote, glorified violence. The first time <laughs> yeah. it had applied such warnings to any public figures posts. Uh, our own very president I, I, getting I, heat for that. Exactly. See, see, he hanged him at the, on that fact check because the fact check was full of shit, right? And it was by a racist dude who, who pretends like he's against Nazis, but he's projecting. And then, uh, and then he turns around and does that crap. Uh, he comes out <laughs> the next day and so it's like, it's like Trump. This is chaos all over the place though, right? Where you there? I mean, <laughs> and Robin, there's, there's just so much chaos going on. Uh, and a lot that's why a lot of people I don't know movies much but that's why people have been referring to the Joker 
And when I guess he causes a ride or something, and oh, when they're taking the Joker, away in the cop the great, car, yeah, I don't know. I I haven't seen the movie. It's a, they, it's they a, show the yeah. clip. Mm-hmm. It's a good and movie, then, yeah, by they, the way. That, yeah. Oh, was, I loved it. Yeah. People seem to have loved it. It was good. It was good, even though the media said, uh, you know, this movie is is bad. It's dark. Oh, don't wait a minute. Watch what, are, it. what are we talking about? What movie? What uh, movie? The The Joker. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 okay. The uh, okay. newer rendition of The Joker. I thought it was a fabulous movie. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I heard straight people liked it. Yeah, it was good. But you're right. I, I heard the mass media not like it. And yeah. then you, you wonder, was was that to sell it more mm. to people who rebel? Good question. Like reverse PR? Yeah, reverse psychology says something is not it, and when it is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hear you. Well, the whole yeah, thing about the, like, the whole thing about Dad. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Mike. It's yes, okay. Please. Jump in there. Uh, okay. Um, I was just gonna say the whole film. I mean, I got to be honest. I haven't seen the film The Joker. Um, but from what I, I understand, it, it basically incites a lot of group rioting violence. I love which, it. Right, and and so I think that may be what some of the people were saying, you know, it, it, it's it's a bad, influential movie. Just like the film uh, The Black Panther that came out, which was a terrible title, in my personal opinion, because it was just like, it, it, it made it seem like, you know, this is like a black uprising for the Black Panthers. I don't know, but I'm getting off track here. Um, I think The Joker was just simply a movie that was inciting violence on riot scale. Sex and That's violence, uh, sex and violence sells, Mike. That's why. Uh, that's I, why I'm a fan. Suppose, I suppose it does, but at the same time, uh, we and we just sort of like spoke about this. Like, you know, if, if you owned a business, Michael, and you know, you 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 work your tail off all your life to build up this business, and then some son of a bitch walks up and just breaks your windows and throws a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, your, like that's the true. Crying black dude. Yeah, people need to start a, a fundraising for that crying black dude who that had the sports bar. I'm amazed nobody's done that yet. Um, so the, the one who was crying, they were trying to steal a safe, right? Oh, maybe they're not Democrats. <laughs> yeah, because Democrats do, started using that as an alter, alternate way to get around funding or something. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The, the crying black guy, are you referring to something you saw on Twitter? Yeah, no, yeah, the, the, that was uh, the guy up in Minnesota. He was a fireman. And he oh, saved all okay. his money to open the sports bar, mm. and they had gone in and ransacked it. And he, they were trying to steal his safe, and he was crying, and he was making a video mm. of like, "Oh, I worked so hard for this. Yeah. I don't have insurance." Yeah, that guy. Somebody needs to start a. Are you, are you sure you're him. not confusing that video for the like late night or early '90s video during the LA riots, which is another clip that was. Uh, retweeted as they say on Twitter that made oh, the rounds. Really? Yeah, there's a black man also oh, so mm-hmm, with the older black lady next to the, him. It, well, he he had a funky name like Idlin or some wild name, right? I believe some so. Very unique name. You might have. I'm not sure if what which video you might have seen, but I know there was another gentleman with sort of that situation going on as so well. So that was a fake. That was it wasn't. Fake what wasn't a fake video. I mean, it's old, real, but it's old. Right, that's from like mm-hmm, that's from the ninety three riots or ninety two riots, I believe, in L A. Okay, yeah, when he's uh-uh, out, cool. mm-hmm. but still, it, it, the same purpose, though. Yeah, um, no one deserves that. But then again, life is not fair, and these things happen. There's always going to be some why asshole. Nobody, 
Yeah, there's always going to be some yeah. asshole that ruins it for everyone. That was my point oh, before. You, like, you know, you like say you that work. with pleasure in your voice. <laughs> well, everything I say is with pleasure in my voice. Amazing. That's right. Uh, Mike, go ahead. Oh, no, that's right. Go ahead. It, it, it was nothing. I was just saying, well, there's always some asshole that ruins everything, Mike. Right. Well, that's how you invent shit. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was getting at before suck. is that, you know, you, you you try to be a good Samaritan and do things right the right way and have morals in, in your life. And then some bastard, you know, comes yep. along and either jumps you or, or takes something from you or, or worse, even worse, rapes or kills you or a friend or family member of yours. And, you know, if, if, if you're going to be in a state particularly where you're instructed where you cannot own a firearm – like New York, New York City, New New Jersey, California, and then you have some home invasion. Some you know somebody breaks in and like rapes your daughter oh and my. your wife and kills you know and then kills them or you or or whatever. I mean that, that's horrible, man. That's horrible. How could you not want to be protected? I mean, you as I said, you work all your life and some son of a bitch comes into your life and yep. takes it. You know, I, I, that's why I love living where I'm living. I, I can own a firearm and I can protect myself. Right. That's a good privilege to have. It certainly is. Indeed. And of course, we got Robin here. And for those that are listening in and wondering who this uh, third voice is, that's our uh, a longtime listener, Robin. You know, if if you scream at them like a psycho when they're they're trying to kill you, <laughs> if you scream at if you scream at them, I'm not dead yet, you bitch. <laughs> you bitch. They, sometimes sometimes they get scared and run away. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling people bitches now. Oh, you know, just fuck. That's right, Robin. You know, I mean, sometimes. You just have to be psycho enough to want them to kill you for them to not kill you. That's right. So I, think, I, think the <laughs> I mean, when it comes that, down to it. The problem, the problem I mean, with that is that not everybody can think in in that capacity when they're being raped or have a gun to their head or, or a knife to their throat. You can't really th- yeah. always think in that capacity. Uh, I understand right. what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But <laughs> nine times out of ten – the psycho that's doing the harm to you or your family is probably a hundred percent more psycho than you could ever be. It, uh, well, you not I agree? guess so. I, I, I yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean they're actually psycho, and uh, sometimes psychos can be more man- manipulated, but and usually they're scared. Uh, I think that some of them head out from COVID more than others. I noticed that. I was like, oh, wow. So they're the wusses. They're the real wusses. And that's why they go attack other people. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I live in Texas. And the, y'all, y'all ain't ever going to get our guts. That's, that's, that's just that. Even, no matter how much California moves here, uh, uh, we used to be a country of our own. And, yeah. But, and, by the way, Rowan, I, I apologize. Yeah, we, I apologize for the Californians, my fellow Californians. Is moving out there and uh, plaguing it up yeah. for you. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> California used to be Texas, you know. And uh, if we knew that we could have just printed money and paid off all our war debt, fighting for our independence, uh, we would have done it and just kept all that damn land. But uh, <laughs> that's true. Well, you're not lying there. You know, I mean, 
we would go to we would go become our own country again before anybody could take our gun. That's, well, that's it's for sure. it's still early, Robin. It's still early. Oh, then then the Texans are moving out. You know, they're moving out. Really? I mean, oh, no. If, if it comes down to that, if 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 the lefties take over and they come to take our guns, uh, then the, the people will leave. The real, and then it'll it'll just be lefty land. Lefty land. The, yeah. So it's gonna come. It's gonna it'll become. Be, it's gonna become it'll like be a, the end of America. End of America. So it's gonna become like Portland. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the. But it, no, it'll be worse. It'll be the end of America, and then they will bring in the foreign troops because these people are getting paid off by foreign people. They and Soros is behind it. That's what and China is behind it. And yes, then they will use it to invade us. But see, the, our government, certain people in our government, make more money off funding both sides of the war. Right. Uh, and and they put us out of business, and then they go over there and put their families in business over there. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, they would be doing it too because they would be afraid that we weren't going to vote for them, and they're willing to use China or anybody to come back and kick our ass for it. Just like Hillary was using Russia uh, to fuck America because she didn't win the election. I mean, she, she's already bleeding it right there. We had a guest, by you the know, way, no. um, Robin, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but we had a guest just the other day who was saying um, that Hillary was going to take over for Biden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, that's tequila. That was COVID-19. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. That's that's it. don't you don't you get it? You you hear the whispers, right? <laughs> that that's the way it's supposed to go. Biden's supposed to get out, and and Hillary's going to come in, and you could hear her stern every time. You know, you can just feel her. I heard a little vibration. She gets excited and kind of giddy. Uh, do you think she's then, a do you, do you think she's a witch? By the way. <laughs> uh, <Far> from it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, she is a witch. Amazing. Among other things. Among, uh, yeah, amongst she, other things. I think <laughs> it, it, I think the greatest thing that could happen would be that Hillary uh, goes up against Trump again because I think he'll totally. She's I can't a criminal. She's a effing criminal. Her and her husband are criminals. They have a body count that's more than what twenty twenty five people or that that we know of. It's very strange. More. Yeah, that, that is very strange. By the way, that both Clintons have like a pile of bodies connected to them. Weird. Yeah, real weird. It's even weirder that they're not paying. Uh, they're not. We're not getting justice for what they've done. The things that they've done. Those poor kids that were killed in Arkansas for the those those drug related uh, plane drops. That's true. You know the Mena, cocaine. Yeah, Mena, Arkansas. That's right. Those kids are dead. Those Gone, teenagers yeah. are dead because of the Clintons. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, Catman Mondu in the chat room says, I take offense to that comment about Hillary being a witch. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's one of the nicer things she is. Yeah, that, yeah, that's very nicely put. <laughs> Honestly, I think she's just a cunt. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, that's put it real nicely. <laughs> yeah, very true. Hillary's a cunt. I'll repeat again. She's a psycho fucking lesbian bitch. A psycho fucking lesbian cunt. <laughs> sorry, I like I like I like the cunt word. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's she's a cunt, all right. That's right. This is not a PC show, by the way, so you fucking cunts can't complain. <laughs> fuck her and fuck uh, Bill Gates. Amazing. Fuck Soros. Fuck them. Fuck them all. That's right. 
Yeah, burn it Jesse. down. Burn it down, by the way. Burn it all down. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Just burn everything. Yeah, let them make their robot Terminator bot. I'm waiting. You know, they're going to eat their faces <laughs> off because we're less of a threat. My goodness, Robin. Huh. Robin, you're a bad influence. I'm right here going crazy now because of you, Robin. Uh, you're a bad influence. Thank you. Yeah, I know you like that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> it just wasn't crazy enough yet, right? That's right. So, Robin, my goodness, we we are coming to a close here, and I've been having yeah, a been having a fun chat with you for the past twenty four minutes here, uh, Robin. Uh, I'm, gl- I'm so glad you called in. You uh, have influenced me to act up here. Good, love it. Oh, uh, are y'all Satan worshippers? Just Mike. <laughs> I don't oh, even is, believe in Satan. Is he? Is he really? Is he a Satan worshipper? Mike, I, I, you, you know, he's a, he's a Satanist, but I don't know if he's actually like worshiping Satan. I'm not sure. Mike, uh, what's going on? Uh, Robin, to answer are you your question, really? yes, yes, I am a Satanist. Yes. Oh, is that because you were a Catholic and it was like the same thing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the same thing. <laughs> Love that. No, actually, um, you Catholic. I'll give you the short answer. Basically, uh, I I am a recovering Catholic. Yes, recovering Catholic. I love that. <laughs> like he was raped. Not much of a one <laughs> if he became a Satanist. <laughs> well, it, it all happened because I had been studying the occult back in 2006 and 2007, and after I read the Satanic Bible by Doctor Anton Lavey, I was moved. Um, as I sincerely believe it was one of the best self-help books I had ever read. And uh, so after I read it, I was like, this makes perfect sense. It's all about taking full responsibility for your own actions and um, just making best for what you can on this planet while you're here. That's it. Hello? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, so, yes, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure. Satanist. Evil, evil is always dressed up in pretty words. That's right. And Robin, what, what I mean, exactly? It wouldn't are, be evil if it couldn't suck it, suck you in with a good shit. Amen. And Robin, what exactly are you? Are, are you a, a theist? I have no religion in my name. Oh shit. Okay. Was, You're a free I was raised soul. that way. Me too. You're I was a free spirit. I love that, Robin. Yeah, I'm glad. But, but I do remember picking out my parents. You picked your parents. Yeah, I picked out my parents. Robin, are you a witch? Robin, are you a witch? Is that what you're telling me? No, but uh, but uh, but I I do have some amazing powers. Oh shit! But they're just natural. They're just because I'm me. Understood. I, Robin. I don't think I mean, I don't do cults enough to be anything. I see. I I don't do anything. I I tend to not. I tend to be a libertarian more. I, I, I don't, I, I, I flunk politics. Uh, uh, I'm Texan, you know, I, 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 I flunk politics. Uh, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm cool with people crucifying me for flunking at all. Me too. Um, I, 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 I would go to church sometimes with friends, uh, when I was young so they could tell me I was going to hell. Uh, and I, would, I think to myself, <laughs> oh, I, I would think to myself, wow, you don't even get Jesus, do you? Oh, my. <laughs> Robin, you're probably the best and, caller we've had in a long time. I'll talk to you later. Robin, how many cats do you own? None. I, I lost my owner. Robin's the best caller officially now. 
<laughs> Thank you so much, Robin, for calling in. We will definitely, I mean, I would love for you to call in again, uh, Robin. You are my favorite oh, caller now. We'll do it. Bye. Thank you so much, Robin. Take care. Take care, Robin. Thank you Later. for calling. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Take care out there. Hail Satan. Oh, my. <laughs> love Robin. Wasn't she great? She was fun. That was fantastic. That was probably the best caller we've had. Yeah, in a while, right? Yeah, it totally took my mind off of this piss beer. <laughs> There's Bud Light here that I'm drinking that's just watered down and just uh, sort of like cheap Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck so, this. Um, I got to ask you, uh, this segment that we were supposed to do, did we do it? Not even. Not even. Not even, man. We, so. we, we totally <laughs> went off base, but I mean, <laughs> I could bring it back, though. I could bring it back. Oh, and it's up to you. Whenever you want. I'm, I'm just curious I'm, to see how it works, but we no, can do it another I mean, time whenever whenever it's good for you. No, I mean, we still got a couple minutes here. I could bring it back to this. I could bring it back. I could always say another thing I dislike is the amount of podcasters out there that uh, sound so much alike. Okay. A lot of them sound alike, Mike. I'm not sure what it is, but a lot of these voices I hear when people tell me to listen to this, that, and the other, I, I can't even tell the difference. They all sound the fucking same. Okay. It's weird. I, the only podcast I ever listened to was, uh, well, technically yours wasn't a podcast. I don't think it was YouTube, right? Your shows. I don't even know what this is. This is, <laughs> this is like a hybrid animal. <laughs> well, the only other podcast I had ever listened to was Mark Levin. Uh, Mark Levin. Yeah. I know you don't like him, but I, I, I kind of, I really like him a lot. I kind of like uh savage over him. I stopped listening to Savage because when he wrote his book on religion, oh, that was really? what he was talking about. Really? Okay. Tell me about that. Uh, I didn't know that. Well, apparently he wrote wow. this book of, about God or, or religion. I, I, I don't remember. It's been a, it's been about two years at least since I've listened to him. Wow. Um, and I got really frustrated with him. And, and plus he, he was just so hard. Like he never, he didn't like anybody. You know, no, like, of course no. not. Of course not. That, that's another um, radio 101 thing, by the way, Mike. You never put anyone over. You never I get na- you never get names right. You never get the this or that right. You never give them credit. That's that's radio 101 shit. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and see, I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> yeah. really keen on that. But you know, I was actually on the Savage Show once. I, I no kidding. Called you called in. Yeah, yeah. He had uh, he had done this segment about. Um, he's a big supporter of. Um, uh, saving African elephants, African rhinos, and uh, he gives like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to the, the cause every year. And uh, he he had brought up this topic about how an entire family herd of elephants were slaughtered. I think mm. it was like 80 elephants and it started getting on how it was so horrible. And, and, right. and he explained how it's not so much the Africans who, who, you know, poach them, which, you know, they are scumbags for what they do. It's also the method that they do it in. They use machine guns. They use helicopters. They use, uh, uh, grenades and they scare the living hell out of these poor animals. Then they shoot them. And in some cases, they're not even dead and they hack out their, their tusks. And it's not for the Africans. It's not for even Americans. It's for these pieces of shits in China who want their ivory. And I hope they burn in fucking hell for what they've done. Amazing. And then 80, 80, sorry. So anyway, he, he had this thing. I called in and I told him, I said, when I heard it on, like when I heard him talking about it on the phone, my heart just broke. I, I, I literally had a lump in my throat because it, it bothered me so much. It really did. I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm a huge supporter of animal rights and, you know, uh, I, I've been a member. I was 
I, I was a member of more than 35 different animal sanctuaries and rescues. I know you're um, like a big animal guy. Yeah. So when I heard that, I was really, really disturbed by it. And so I called in and I talked to him about it. Nice. Okay. What, what did he tell you? Well, as usually, he, he, you cut know, the shit he hippie? Did he tell you to cut the, cut the shit and go hug a tree? What did he tell you? No, no, no. <laughs> he, he, he agreed with me, but as usual, he always, he, he loves to hear himself talk and well, of he course. just talks and talks and talks. And yeah. That was it. I think I got about maybe uh, two sentences in and that was the end of that. That's right. That's right. It, it seems like what you conveyed went right into one ear and out the other. So, uh, perhaps. I, I really don't know. All I know is that I tried to voice my opinion on how when I heard him bring up the, the, the topic, I was really disturbed about it. And that yeah. was that was about the extent of the conversation. Understood. Understood. Oof. But, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I like I liked uh, Mark Levin. And uh, I know you're not a big fan of his, but um, he's got that voice that just annoys me. That's why. And be that as it may, fine. But the fact is, compared to every other talk show host, he doesn't have any of these. These, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't play like music through everything. He doesn't joke around. Uh, he doesn't. You know, there, there's no commercialism in his show, and that's why I like. So it. that's why you right liked to, it, okay? Yeah, gets right to the point, and you know, doesn't. He doesn't play bullshit like all the other talk show hosts. What's the bird scene back there? Uh, the, uh, Kiki's just, uh, she's just whistling. She's wondering what I'm doing up here. She's like, come on, it's my bedtime. It's uh, putting me to sleep. You got her all excited. Yeah. I really did. <laughs> I sometimes do that with them. <laughs> right. Another thing I would say is um, what does bother me and in today's society that has been preserved. I would have to definitely confirm with you uh, all these um, sort of NPC types that are running around spouting their verbal diarrhea, Mike. NPC, NPC. Those are like non-playable characters. Um, these are just like absent-minded people, in other words. And yeah, Lilith in the chat room says, I thought it was a smoke alarm. <laughs> Actually, she's imitating a car backing up, you know, and they got that beep. Oh, shit, beep, really? Beep, that, that's what she's that's doing. That's what yeah. that is. Yeah. Oh, my and it's funny because when she does that, it's really piercing. When she does that, Sergeant, my, my blue and gold macaw, he'll say, shut up. <laughs> there he goes. He just did it. Shut up. <laughs> I love that. We're going to have to mic up these birds one day. Oh, you should hear her. Uh, she's got this new thing that she says, and I didn't teach her. I, maybe I told you. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> yeah. She says, uh, out, out of nowhere, she said, smells like shit. Oh, I love <laughs> like, that. Where'd you get that from? So, you know, I didn't teach her that. Another thing I will say, I really hate local rappers out here, by the way, Mike. Oh, I'm so tired of rappers. There's a, there's local rappers out here where I live and they talk too much. A lot of them mm -hmm. aren't even talented whatsoever. A lot of them are lost trying to find their own self or trying to find their own way in there and trying to find their, th themselves and all this nonsense that they're involved in. And it, it's kind of sad. I mean, they're, they're, they're selling, they're trying to send me their, their mixtapes. And it's like, what the fuck is this nonsense? Are you kidding? Really? Yeah, man. I'm telling you, there's some weird people out here. Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm sick and tired of rap. And the, the, what really irritates me is how much I busted my ass being a musician who wrote my own music, music, mind you, not rap music, uh, had a band who played their own instruments and I never got to the level that I wanted to with my own band, but rap, you could write. You could be in jail and write a, a, a rap song about how you're the best guy and you know the whole best rapper in the whole system, 
and how much uh, how much poontang you get <laughs> and how the bitch how much the bitches love you <laughs> and how bitches. you sell how you sell coke and crack to the white boys. I mean, and then you'll get a million dollar contract. Calm so, down, cracker. You know, calm down. I, <laughs> I've been in the wrong business all this time. I know, right? <laughs> you know, another thing I I don't like. You know, I don't really like kids too much. I never liked kids myself. You know, they seem to really love me, Mike, but I don't really love them back. Right here, right here. And especially the way I look, like kids are always checking me out. And I'm like, what are you looking at, punk? Kids are always, you know, uh, always looking at me, wanting wanting to see if I'm their father. I'm not with it. (laughs) I'm not with it. I don't like, uh, you know, I don't like single mothers. I don't like that. You don't like them. I don't like them. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to be around them. I don't want to be their friends. What do you got against them? They they fucking suck. Okay. I don't want to be around that. Okay. The fact that, uh, you know, another thing I don't like, I don't like the fact that the media glorifies, you know, like super plus size models. You know, it's an interesting co- topic. Well, 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 I mean, um, why would you want to glorify something that's so unhealthy? What the fuck exactly, is that? Exactly. The fuck is that? Exactly. Exactly. But again, you know where that comes from? It comes <laughs> from the, the liberal movement of, of, and PC movement of, you know, everybody's beautiful. Every, okay. I, I agree that there's certain beauty, but you know what? Being obese is not healthy. No, for fuck you. no. It's, it's not, not so. No, not at all. Why promote a very unhealthy lifestyle? The fact that I can't express my opinion because it might offend you. Fuck you. Why can't I express myself? Uh, why, why can't I express myself to why I dislike someone? I can't tell you. How many times when I was a musician, I can't tell you how many times I had uh, been invited to be a judge for uh, a beauty contest, like, you know, local beauty contest. And, you know, these these girls who I wouldn't particularly say were beautiful or even, you know, remotely. The the bird's backing up, by the way, Mike. Yeah, I know. Just ignore it. Heavy load backing up. (laughs) Heavy load. (laughs) Heavy load. But these people, these these girls who look when you when you say the word beauty contest, what comes to mind? Beauty. Uh, girls right. like Victoria's Secret models. Yeah. Okay. Now there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. You know, if, if you're having a beauty contest, you're having a contest to see what people have beautiful features and should win the award for the contest. It, it's as simple as that. Right. And I can't tell you how many that I judge that that women who won weren't even close to like they like had hairy lips <laughs> hairy lips oh my by the way uh someone by the name of johnny's uh, list in the chat room says how can anyone hate children and sad face well i mean i would love my children but i wouldn't love your children that's what i mean <laughs> i would love my children but fuck your children that's how i feel I understand how you feel because when sure. I was younger too, my, the only only kids I liked were my nieces and my nephew. Exactly, that that's my point. I like my kid, like my family's kids, but I'm not going to like your kids, right. not at all. Hey, bird, can you please shut up? I'm trying to do a radio show here. Thank you. Tell that bird to shut the fuck up with the back. Shut up, bird. Shut up, Sergeant. Tell him shut up. Tell the yeah, get in there. Get in there, bird. <laughs> hey, he's backing up a heavy load and he's not done yet. That's. He's not doing his job. He only has one job, Mike, and the bird is not even done. I can tell. I can't tell you how much I hear that all day long. I don't know why she's doing it now. It's and after one in the morning. Well, I mean, she's a heavy load, Mike. <laughs> she's a, a plus size model backing it up. <laughs> By the way, no offense to anyone out there who's heavy or or not a, like a, a like a, a ten model. Very true. I, I I have no. It's no offense to you or anybody else like that. No, it's, it's the media's simply, fault. Yes. Right. It's simply the no. It's it's not the media's fault. Well, it's I mean, the, the, the ones correct of 
uh, agenda. Sure, but it ties in with the media as well because, you know, they are complicit with it. Oh, did you leave, uh, Mike? No, I'm here. I'm here. I thought you want to go ground the bird. <laughs> no, I just kind of gave her a look. I'm like, shut the hell up. <laughs> oh, shit. The bird knew. <laughs> She's like, what? What? What I do? What I do? Beep, beep. <laughs> yeah, the bird realized that you might get hungry one day and might want a sandwich. Some chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It'll taste very exotic, Mike. That meat. Quiet, please. Oh, I heard Keep her. Down. She I'm snuck. Sorry. She snuck it in. Yeah, I'm sorry. She's uh, she's just excited. She's wondering. What, God damn it. She's okay. uh, she's just wondering why I'm, <laughs> I haven't put her to bed yet. It's okay. We're going to come up to a close, anyways. We we already been on for a while here, but Mike, again, uh, you know, I want to thank you again for being a part of the program as well as thanking. Mr. Ashley for being a part of the program, Mr. Dugan Ashley, who was the first guest. If you haven't heard that interview and just catching, uh, uh, catching up with us here, me and Mike, do yourself a favor and listen back to the interview with Mr. Dugan Ashley. Great stuff there. Very good indeed. That wasn't that fun. Absolutely. No doubt. So Mike, once again, just an absolute pleasure to talk to you and share the air with you. And it's that time to wrap it up and, uh, take it home. Right on. Yes, you my friend. Do my thing? Do it. Go ahead. All right. I want to say thank you to Michael. Uh, as always, had a great time. Thank you all listeners uh, for listening. I, I, I hope I haven't offended anyone. I, I hope you I did. did. I, you hope I did. I know you do. <laughs> but if I did, folks, uh, I, I don't take it personal. Uh, I, 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 I didn't mean that, but uh, just voicing my opinion. Um, if you're interested in my art and photography, you can check it out at horribleartwork.com. If you're interested in any of my music and uh, some of the things I've done in the past as a musician and performer uh, with Empire Hideous, the Bronx Casket Company, the Misfits, and Spy Society 99, you can go to MikeHideous.com, and that's M-Y-K-E, Mike, MikeHideous.com. Last but not least, if you want to reach me on uh, social media, the Facebook page is Facebook.com slash HideousMike, M-Y-K-E. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody, tonight, and uh, had a great week, Michael. Thank you for everything. And we don't discriminate against the um, thick women out there, the fluffy women. Not at all. We love them, too. Yeah, we, we love everyone here. I was just trying to make a point. Indeed. Uh, Mike, once again, thank you so much for being a part of the program. And we'll talk again on Tuesday with a fellow Californian yet again, a uh, someone that was having second thoughts of even being on the program. Well, not him exactly, much more like his PR, the, the manager that they got, the political manager that this individual has, Mr. Was James it? Just on Tuesday. Uh, I was going to say it wasn't Gary Valentine, was it? No, it wasn't him. It was not <laughs> him. Calm down. <laughs> no, Gary Lockman. Right. Yeah. Also known as Gary Valentine. Well, I, I just kind of know him as just a, you know, Gary cocksucker. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck that guy. So once again, thank you so much, Mike, and I'll see you Tuesday. All right, buddy. You have a good night. Thanks everybody for listening. Talk to you soon. Mahalo. Ciao. And there he goes. And of course, thank you to Doug and uh, Robin. What a call that was. We love talking to her. Maybe my new favorite caller ever. Good God, Robin was good. Love that. And no, there is no show tomorrow. Tuesday. That's fake news. Tuesday is when we will be live yet again with Mr. James Just. Oh, yes. Same time. Well, actually, not the same time. Regular time, 5.30 p.m. 
out here for the West, 8.30 p.m. for you in the East Coast. And I want to thank all of you out there in the chat room. Once again, the mods did a great job. Thank you very much. And thank you to Christina who donated. And thank you to everyone who has donated as well. Really do appreciate that. Don't forget, if you are a fan of the program and want bonus material, patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. Yes, Lilith. Thank you for providing the link there. The Patreon, where you can find exclusive content that you won't find anywhere else. Not even on the podcast rendition, which you can also find on iTunes, Stitcher, and CastBox. And remember, if you do want to donate and you don't want to be a part of Patreon, you can just go to michaeldeacon.com. And there's a PayPal link right there. Any amount, I'll throw you a bone and send you a few of the episodes. Maybe I'll send all of the episodes to you. My gift to you, no doubt. International listeners out there, thank you so much for your support as well. You know who you are. Love the Germans, the Canadians, those from across the pond, as they say in the UK. Australia down under, Norway and Brazil. Love the Brazilians. Oh, yeah, by the way, and Colombia, we have a few listeners out there nowadays, too, which is very unusual. Very unusual. Love the Colombians as well. Very interesting, yes. Now, whatever it is that you do choose to believe, now is time to adapt and evolve. Tomorrow is not promised, my friends. Your job may not be there when all of this is said and done. I hope you've thought about that, boys and girls. And there's nothing more frightening than reality. I hope you well out there wherever you may be on this island earth. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place. And life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night everybody.